بسم الله الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم قال المصنف رحمه الله تعالى ومعنى استصحاب الحال أن يستصحب الحال أن يستصحب الأصل عند عدم الدليل الشرعي أما الأدلة فيقدم رحمه الله he now goes into الاستصحاب أما استصحاب الحال what does استصحاب mean in the كتاب الورقات what does the word istishab mean? Istishab means um, and definition is the ruling was present in the past. The ruling was present in the past and it's carrying on to the future. And it's what the scholars call Al-Aslu Biqa' Ma Kana Ala Ma Kan. It is to leave something as it was. The istishab are types. There are, there are types of istishab. Here, the definition is the presumption of continuity. Istishab is presumption of continuity. And it's types. The first type is استصحاب العدم الأصلي. The first type is استصحاب العدم الأصلي. Something being left in its original form. Like what we say is innocency doesn't need to be proven. It doesn't need. You're an innocent individual until proven otherwise. The أصل the istishab, the presumption of continuity is you are innocent in every situation until proven otherwise. And we will stay by that, that you are innocent. The second one is istishab The evidence, the Quran and the Sunnah has shown this Presumption of continuity. The Quran and the Sunnah has shown it that this should it should go on and that it should remain. Number three is. استصحاب الدليل مع احتمال المعارض presumption of continuity whilst there is an apparent contradiction and this is the concept that we spoke about when there is a, when there is a general ruling and there is specific ruling the استصحاب is what? There's two evidences going against each other. One is general and one is specific. The istishab is what? The specific. Um, and number four, the scholars they call it istishab al thabiti bil It is presumption of continuity by way of consent. By way of consent. 
نعم وأما الأدلة فيقدم الجلي منها على الخفي والموجب للعلم على الموجب للظن ونطق على القياس والقياس الجلي على الخفي فإن وجد في النطق ما يغير الأصل وإلا فيستصحب الحال ومن شرط رحمه الله he goes into another chapter in usul al-fiqh known as tartib al-adillah what is it called it is called tartib al-adillah what does tartib al-adillah mean the sequence of evidence what sequence and what order do we put the evidence in the author gives five five levels خمسة من المرجحات التي يقدم بها دليل على دليل which you give one evidence precedence over the other these are five sequences the first evidence that you give precedence to is he mentioned it for you فيقدم الجلي منها على الخفي you give precedence to which one the obvious over the obscure the first one is precedence is given to the obvious over the obscure the second one is precedence is given to certain knowledge over certain suspect suspicion second one is precedence is given to certain knowledge over certain suspicion which is al-mujibu lil-ilmi ala al-mujibu lil-dhanni number three number three which is wal-nutqu ala al-qiyasi precedence is given to transmission over analogy transmission over analogy Meaning the Quran and the Sunnah, the transmission is the Quran and the Sunnah, and analogy is Qiyas. Number four is Walqiyasu al Jali ala al Khafi. Presidents is given to obvious analogy over obscure analogy. Obvious analogy over obscure analogy. And the Qiyasul Jali, which is the obvious analogy, what it means is the illah. Remember, we mentioned yesterday, ma nussa ala illati aw ujmi'a alayha. The reason for this qiyas is known. Like the khamar we mentioned yesterday, what did we say? The khamar, the reason why it's haram is because of al-iskar, because it intoxicates. The intoxication is mansus. We have a text for it. And ulama unanimously agree the reason why khamar is haram is because intoxi, intoxication. This is called qiyas jali. It's called an obvious analogy. What is it called? Obvious analogy. Obscure analogy is the one ما ثبتت علته بالاستنباط ما ثبتت علته بالاستنباط The illa was brought by way of what? 
extraction. It was brought by way of extraction. Scholars deducted it. There's no textual evidence for it. And definitely it's not unanimously agreed upon. Other scholars are saying something else. It's like a person saying khamar is haram because it has a bad fragrance. When the person drinks it, they smell bad. Are we all together? Is that har- Are you allowed to harm your Muslim brother in a bad smell? Are you? Can you harm a Muslim with, your, with bad smell? La darara wa la dirar. And khamar, when you go and you have it, you smell bad and you're with a person, that smell does harm the person. But is that the reason why khamar was made haram? Are we all together, brothers? This illa that they're trying to extract is bismillistimbat. That's not the... Are we all together? Number five is... فَإِنْ وُجِدَ فِي النُّطْقِ مَا يُغَيِّرُ الْأَصْلَى وَإِلَّا فَيَسْتَصْحِبُ الْحَالَى It is if a statement the fifth one is if a statement is found if a statement is found which changes the default position if a statement is found which changes the default position uh, position the statement acted upon the statement is acted upon so if a statement is found which changes the default position the statement is acted upon otherwise continuity is given continuity is presumed continuity is presumed and I'm reading I'm reading that all from the translation now those are the five in which are what the author mentioned when it comes to the sequence of evidences. Tartibu. Tartibu al adilla That's the order in which it is. So what's the first one? Presence is given to what? The obvious over the what? So what would be an obvious, for example? We have a zahir and a mu'awwal. We took it yesterday, what a zahir means. And a mu'awwal. The zahir is the 70% and awwal is the what? 30%, right? Which one do we act upon here? The zahir. We, take, we give the zahir presence. The mu'awwal, what does it need? It needs a dalil. Haqiqa and majaz. Which one do we give presence to? The haqiqa. Let's take the first example. The second one is that which benefits us knowledge, we give presence over that which gives us so what is it that gives us ben- what, ben- what is it that benefits us? It's mutawatir, right? That mutawatir takes precedence over the if they are contradicting each other. This is one of the ways the scholars reconcile between it. If the, t- the evidence are going against each other, how do you order it? We give the mutawatir precedence over the what? Over the ahad. The second one is what? Uh, sorry, the third one is what? النطق على القياسي The transmission takes precedence over the what? Imam Abu Hanifa and uh, some of the Aymatul Kufa they said that a woman can marry herself off without the permission of her wali. Are we all together? What did they say? A woman can marry herself off and wali is very common in the Hanafi Madhab in the subcontinent 
you find a lot of people got married through this way. Are we all together, brothers? So, when Abu Hanifa was asked, what's your evidence for this? He said, can the woman not sell and can she not buy when she goes to the shop? If she can sell her product and she can take it to a market and she can sell it, why is it that when she wants to get married, she can't? Are we all together? So what did he come with? He came with Qiyas in opposition to what? To the text, the transmission of the text. Which is that the Prophet ﷺ, he said in the hadith, I mean, this hadith, la shaka wa la raib, without a doubt, it is questioned its authenticity. Like in there are nusus from the Quran and the Sunnah uh, show that the woman cannot what? Marry herself. Like the story of Ma'aqal ibn Yasar. Ma'aqal ibn Yasar, when his sister was married to a man and the man didn't treat her good. So, um, Ma'aqal's sister, Ma'aqal ibn Yasar is a companion. So his sister, her idda finished. The man didn't take her back within the period of time he had. The three cycles went by and her idda finished. As soon as he found out that there were people out there looking to get married to her, he came into the line. He's in the, he's in the line. He, he's like, I'm back. And Laishaka, because she knows her ex-husband, she prefers him over. She preferred him over the rest. She said, I want my husband back. Ma'akal said, Abadan, Wallahi, I'm not going to marry him off to you. Isn't he not the man who I respected? I married him off to you with a very small amount of money. We didn't request much from him. And number two, number two, he had three months, three hayd or tuhrin. He had to make his mind up and, get to you and take you back. He let that all go by. Wallahi, I'm not going to let you get married to her. This is what he said to him. And then Allah Ta'ala, he told, if the wife and the husband who were previously married and they want each other back, don't prevent them from getting married to each other. Are you with me, brothers? Now, the question here is, if Ma'aqal ibn Yasar did not have her wilaya, Allah would not have said to him, don't stop her from getting married. He would have said to her, go and get married. You don't need his permission. Who is he to stop you? Are we all together? So there are many texts in the Quran and in the Sunnah that show that the woman cannot marry herself off. So here we find an Imam Abu Hanifa using Qiyas when there is a what? Well, the scholars, they say, There's no ijtihad. There's no independent reason. There's no qiyas when there is a when there's a text and there's an example that the scholars give. They say uh, they say إذا جاء نهر الله بطل نهر معقل إذا جاء نهر الله بطل نهر معقل معقل was a man who in a village he used to take he had a little well he had a well and what he used to do is used to charge the people money and they say to them hey who wants water who wants water, give money. And the people would give money and it would give them the water. Huh? If Allah brings rain and that rain comes down and it fits the, uh, huh? the earth and it makes a pond or a lake and the people get water from high above, are they going to go pay for Mi'qal? Are they going to go to him? So the scholars, they say, Mi'qal was Qiyas. 
When Allah's textual evidence comes, everything else is dismissed. When the evidence comes, the qiyas was only used because we didn't know, we didn't have the evidence. Then the evidence now walked in. Everything else is what? It's dismissed now. All, all of them are transmission. All of the first one was transmission. From, yeah, all of them are transmission. But here we mean qiyas on one side and transmission on the other side. So the first one even, it's between two evidences, two transmissions that are both what? One is zahir and one is, one is khafi. It's all transmission, all of them. And the last one is what? I missed the fourth one, right? Then now we're going to go deep. The qiyas, we're going to, we, only, we have qiyas. One qiyas is what? One qiyas is? Naam, one qiyas is? Uh, jelly and the other qiyas is what? Khafi. Uh, and what was the example? What, we did, what did we mention here? The reason why a qiyas would be jelly is because there is a two things. Two things. There's the nas is mansus. Uh, sorry, the illa is mansus. The illa is, t- is mentioned. Reason. We give precedence to the one Allah told us why He made it haram. Then the one that what the scholars deducted the reason from it. Are we all together. We know khamar is haram because of what? A scholar comes later and what does he do? He deducts from khamar is haram because of what? Bad smell or... Or it makes the person... Uh, what do you call it? Do bad things or what not? Are we all together? First of all, we have illa mansusah. That's what we have. That takes precedence over what? Any other? Any other reason? And last but not least is if we can't find last but not least is if, that, if a statement is found which changes the default position. So we have a delil that moves something from the asal. The Quran and the Sunnah it changes the istishab. For example the asal is everybody's what? Innocent, right? But then the Quran and the Sunnah came and it said that the one who steals is not innocent. That's an exception now. Because the Quran and the Sunnah move the asal. And look what he said. If we can't find any evidence, then we stick with what? We stick with the default position. Are we all together? So if another evidence comes and says the liar is also not innocent, we'll say, okay, the liar is not also innocent. Everything other than that is also, everything other than that is what? Everything other than that is innocency. And then the Sharia comes and says zina, and the one who does zina is not innocent. And then we say, okay, you're not also innocent. Every time a text comes, we take that part out and we say, that's not innocency anymore. Anything other than that, it still holds on to the istishab. Are we all together? We hold on to the istishab. That's the five levels of tartibul adillah. It's good for you. You know when it's good to know this? When scholars are arguing. When scholars are debating in an issue. And when I say debate, I don't mean videos. I mean you're reading a fiqh book, a comparative fiqh book. And this is debate that's going on here right now. So the Hanafiyas is their view, the Hanabilas is their view, the Shafi'iyah are saying this. Knowing Tartibul Adilla, the order of the evidences, helps you a lot. You are able to say you're right, you're wrong. Because one is using Qiyas Jali, one is using Qiyas Khafi. Who do I give precedence to? I give precedence to the one who's using Qiyas Jali over the one that's using the Qiyas Khafi. Are we all together, brothers? 
That's very important to know that. Now. ومن شرط المفتي أن يكون عالما بالفقه أصلا وفرعا خلافا ومذهبا وأن يكون كامل الآلة بالاجتهاد عارفا بما يحتاج إليه في استنباط الأحكام من النحو واللغة ومعرفة الرجال وتفسير الآيات الواردة في الأحكام والأخبار الواردة فيها ومن شرط المستفتي أن يكون من أهل التقليد فيقلد المفتي في الفتية وليس العالم أن يقلد والتقليد قبول الحق قبول قول القائل بلا حجة فعلى فعلى هذا قبول قول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يسمى تقليدا ومنهم من قال التقليد قبول قول القائل وانت لا تدري من اين قاله فان قلنا ان النبي صلى الله عليه وصحبه وسلم كان يقول بالقياس فيجوز ان يسمى قبول قوله تقليدا واما واما الاجتهاد فهو بذل الوسع الوسع في بلوغ الغرض فالمجتهد ان كان كامل الاله في الاجتهاد فإن اجتهد في الفروع فأصاب فله أجران وإن اجتهد فيها وأخطأ فله أجر واحد ومنهم من قال كل مجتهد في الفروع مصيب ولا يجوز أن يقال كل مجتهد في الأصول الكلامية مصيب لأن ذلك يؤدي إلى تصويب أهل الضلالة ومن النصارى والمجوس والكفار والملحدين ودليل من قال ليس كل مجتهد في الفروع مصيبا قوله صلى الله عليه وآله وصحبه وسلم من اجتهد وأصاب فله أجران ومن اجتهد وأخطأ فله أجر واحد وجه الدليل أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم خطأ المجتهد تارة وصوبه أخرى. The author concluded the book with the last chapter which is knowing معرفة المفتي والمستفتي والاجتهاد والتقليد. Here we're gonna learn the مفتي, the مستفتي, the مجتهد, the مقلد. And another level in between ijtihad and taqlid, which is known as ittiba'ah. In this ending, this last chapter, the author mentions five things. How many things does he mention? He mentions? He mentions five things. Write this down. The first thing that he mentions is shartul mufti. For you to be a mufti, what are the conditions that are needed? First of all, who's a mufti? First of all, who's a? Mufti. Mufti is al-mukhbiru an hukmin shar'iyin. A mufti is one who informs the people about a legislation from Allah. The mufti is speaking on behalf of Allah Azza wa Jalla. Are you with me? وَلِذَلِكَ إِبْنُ الْقَيِّمِ What did he call his kitab? إِعْلَامُ He called it إِعْلَامُ الْمُوَقِّعِينَ what did he mean? إعلام الواقعين عن رب العالمين. The Mufti is signing on behalf of Allah. He's doing توقيع. So don't you get told to do توقيع? Ah. When you realize what position you're putting yourself into, then you get scared when you're given a verdict. Are you with me, brothers? So the conditions there are conditions that have to be met. When these conditions are found and they are met. You are permitted to do fatwa. You're a mufti. You are referred to as a what? As a mufti. So we know what a mufti is, right? Al-mukhbiru an hukmin. An hukmin shar'i. He's the one who is informing you about the legislation of Allah. So he's speaking on behalf of Allah. Are we all together? The, t- the author mentions two conditions that are needed from the mufti. Two conditions. How many conditions does he mention? He mentions two conditions. The first one is... أن يكون عالما بالفقه أصلا وفرعا خلافا ومذهبا. The first condition is 
He has to be an expert. And he has to be knowledgeable in jurisprudence, which is fiqh. He has to be an expert, knowledgeable in what? In jurisprudence, which is fiqh. Its roots. Aslan wa far'an khilafan wa madhaban. Its roots, he has to know it. What does he mean by roots? Meaning he knows aqidah. He doesn't say, he doesn't mean that, but we'll take that as it. And la shakka, the person who is, the mufti has to have good mu'taqad. Or we'll take that. And also he has to know usul al-fiqh. Aslan is also usul al-fiqh. Usul al-fiqh has to have, if you don't know, if you can't tell the difference between aam and mutlaq, what fatwa are you giving the people? It's branches. So he knows usul al-fiqh and he knows fiqh. So he knows adilla ijmaliya and adilla tafsiliya. He knows the comprehensive evidences and he knows the specific evidences. It's disagreements. He knows the difference of opinions out there. You can't give a verdict if you don't know the difference of opinions out there. The khilaf that is present. That the scholars have. Also what you have to know is you have to also know what they agreed upon. You can't... Imagine you give a fatwa on a mas'ala which is mujma'un ali. You're not allowed to give... There's already a ijma' here. Are we all together? You have to know the, the agreement, the consensus that's present there. You have to know it. The second is... The second condition that the author he mentioned here is... So by the way, when he said that you have to know the madhab... The, muf, the, mujtahid is too, the mufti or the mujtahid is two types, right? There's a mujtahid which is known as mujtahid mutlaq. There's a mujtahid which is mujtahid muqayyad. I'm a mufti which is mutlaq and a mufti which is muqayyad. What does it mean? <coughs> if you're a mujtahid within the shafi'i madhab, for example, you just have to know the madhab very well. Are we all together? You just have to know the madhab itself very well. Like and if you're a, a person who has read all of the madhabs, You've studied the Hanafi Madhab, you've studied the Shafi'i Madhab, you've studied the Maliki Madhab, you've studied all the Madhabs, then you're referred to as Mujtahid Mutlaq. You're referred to as a what? Mujtahidun Mutlaq. The second one is, the second condition that is, that is needed, so we're now going to go into the second condition needed from a, a Mufti, that the author mentioned is, وَأَنْ يَكُونَ كَامِلَ الْآلَةِ فِي الْإِجْتِهَادِ That he... Or she, they have that he is completely aware of the indications, meaning he is completely knowledgeable of the instrumental sciences. What is he? He is knowledgeable, he knows, he has complete knowledge of the instrumental knowledge. What do we mean, instrumental knowledge? There are objective knowledges and there's ulumul maqasid and ulumu al-ala. What does ulumul al-ala mean? He mentioned it himself. He says, عَارِفًا بِمَا يُحْتَاجُ إِلَيْهِ فِي الْإِسْتِمْبَاطِ الْأَحْكَامِ مِنَ النَّحْوِي That the person knows what? The person knows nahwi. واللغتي. The person also knows what? He knows the Arabic language. وَمَعْرِفَةِ الْرِجَالِ He knows ilm al-rijal. وَتَفْسِيرُ آيَاتِ he knows the t- translation and tafsir of the ayat of the Qur'an. Which types? Because the Qur'an 
How many types are in there? The Quran, how many categorization is the ayat of the Quran? It's four types. Ayatul Ahkam. Ayat which are jurisprudence rulings. The second one which are qisas, stories. Number three which are masailul i'tiqad. Issues of aqidah. And the fourth one is masail which are raqa'iq, heart softening. Are you with me? And wa'ad. Are you with me brothers? The, muf, the muf, mufti, he only needs ayatul ahkam. He doesn't need the other three. What does he need? When he wants to give jurisprudence rulings, he needs ayatul what books are written in this science? Ayatul Ahkam. Tafsir al-Qurtubi. Tafsir al-Qurtubi doesn't focus on qisas. He doesn't focus on i'tiqad. He doesn't... Uh, Imam al-Qurtubi, when you hear Tafsir al-Qurtubi, learn this, brothers. Tafsir al-Qurtubi does not talk about the stories in the Qur'an. He doesn't talk about the aqidah in the Qur'an. He doesn't talk about the heart softening in the Qur'an. He focuses on Ayatul Ahkam. The ayat have, that have jurisprudence rulings. The ahkam pertaining to salah. The ahkam pertaining to zakat. The ahkam pertaining to hajj, the ahkam pertaining to buyur, the ahkam pertaining to jihad, the ahkam, all of that. Are we all together, brothers? Qurtubi's tafsir is like that. It's called, that's why it's called ahkamul Quran. That's why it's called ahkamul Quran. Tafsir Qurtubi is called what? Another example is Al Imam Abu Bakr ibn al Arabi, Al Mu'arrafi bil Alif wal Lam. The one that his name starts with Alif al Lam. Not the one that starts with the Nakirah. Muhyiddin ibn al Arabi. The other one, with the scholars labeled as a disbeliever. Abu Bakr ibn al-Arabi, the Maliki scholar, he has ahkam al-Quran as well. So the talib ilm who wants to be a mufti, mufti, he has to get that tafsir book like Qurtubi, especially Qurtubi's one. Especially whose one? Al-Imam Qurtubi's one, you buy it. Are we all, are we all together? And the best taba'a for that is the one that Daru Alam al Kutub done with the tahqiq of um, Abdullahi, uh, he's a leader and the head of the Mufti, he's a head and the leader of the Rabidat Alam Islami, Abdullah Turki. Abdullah Turki's tahqiq is the best one for Tafsir al Qurtubi. Daru Alam al Kutub. Pay attention here now. The person who wants to be a Mufti, what does he have to have? He has to have that one. He has to have. So he has to know ayatul ahkam. He also has to know the Arabic language. When we say he has to know the Arabic language, what do we mean? He has to know 12 sciences within the Arabic language. The Arabic language, how many sciences are under there? 12. He has to know all of that. What are the 12? Sarf. Sorry, nahu. Sarf. The three types of balagha. Ilmul bayan. Ilmul badi'. Ilmul ma'ani. He has to know Adab, Adab al-Lugha, Arabic literature. Are we all together? He has to know Qawaid al-Imla, Qawaid al-Khitaba. All of these he has to study. Twelve sciences within there he learns. He learns al-Urub, he learns al-Qawafi. All of these are important for him to know. Are we all together, brothers? He has to know the twelve sciences within the Arabic language. Mainly like him, mainly. Three he has to have very well. Or four mainly he has to know very well. Very well. Nahu, grammar. Second one is sarf. Third one is balagha, ilm al-bayan, ilm al-badi, ilm al-maani. And the fourth one is adab al-lugha. He has to know the Arabic literature. Adab al-lugha, what it helps you with, it is increases your, the usage of the Arabic terms. Are you with me, brothers? 
when he says qifa nabki min dhikra habibin wa manzilin bisiqtil liwa bayna ad-dakhul wa fahum what does this mean these are arabs ash'ar this arabic term and what it means and what it can indicate you have to know it because you're going to do tafsir of the quran and when the quran came this was the arabic that was used and so the quran used that arabic are we are we all together does that make sense pay attention so the arabic is two types there's Arab, Arabic which is known as the Arabic literature. It's the first one which is Asr al-Jahili, the pre-Islamic Arabic literature. That's the one we focus on first. As for the one which is studied now, which is uh, the Ash'ar, which are within Islam, and that came after the Prophet sallallahu like Abu Tiba al-Mutanabbi, مثلاً, it's good, like in, you can't use Abu Tiba al-Mutanabbi as a delil for the Arabic language. Why? Because Abu Tiba al-Mutanabbi came after the Messenger, when the Arabic language got tainted, even though he was an imam in the language, we're not disputing that, okay? We're not disputing that. Uh, it was an imam, uh, Muhammad Shakir has a kitab uh, on him where he speaks about Abu, Abu Tiba al mutanabi That's not what I'm talking about now. What I'm going in is that if you want to show the, a language, the word, this, the Arabs used it like this, you have to use the Mu'allaqatul Ashara. Imru'u Qaysan, Zuhair ibn Abi Sulman, Atar ibn Shaddad, and these men, what they said, is what you would use as a what? This is what you would use as a language. And say, Nabiullah Muhammad, when he said this, this is what he meant. Why? Because before him, this is what the Arabs were saying. Are we all together? It's very important. So the, the Quran, four things. We said it has Musa'il al-Itiqad in there. It has Ahkam in there. Ahkam, jurisprudent rulings, qisas, and the fourth one is raqaiq. Raqaiq means heart softening. It talks about nar, jahannam, things that will make you cry, right? Naam. The, the author now, that was the first thing that he spoke about. What was the first thing that he spoke about? How many conditions did he mention from the, for the shart al-mufti? Huh? The second thing that he spoke about is also a condition for the Mufti. Another condition he mentioned for the Mufti. Point number two from the five. Is he mentions when Shartin Mufti, sorry, did I say Mufti? I meant Mustafti. Mustafti. Second, we're going to go into the, condi- the, the condition of the Mustaf- Mustafti. Who's the Mustafti? The Mustafti is the one who's asking the fatwa. So, what was the one, first one we spoke about? The, 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 the Mufti. The second one, what did he talk about? The Mustafti. The Mustafti is the one who's asking. There's conditions that have to be met in you as well. There are conditions that are needed from uh, that person. What is it that's needed from them? He says, وَمِن شَرْطِ الْمُسْتَفْتِ أَنْ يَكُونَ مِنْ أَهْلِ التَّقْلِيدِ فَيُقَلِّدَ الْمُفْتِي فِي الْفُتْيَا What is needed from him is the one who's seeking the verdict. The Mustafti is the one who's seeking the verdict. Not the one who's giving the verdict. The one who's giving the verdict is called the Mufti. The Mustafti is the one who's seeking a verdict. Um, the condition he mentioned is that he's from the he's from the Ahlul Taqlid. He's a blind follower. So what he's trying to eliminate is that a mujtahid cannot do he cannot be a mustafti to another mujtahid. Does that make sense? So a person who's a mufti cannot take from another mufti. He has to be what? 
He's saying that it has to be a person who is a muqallid. A person who is min ahli taqlid. And a muqallid, we said, is a what? A blind follower. What does he do, the muqallid? Are you with me, brothers? What does the muqallid do? He blindly follows the... So if a person today has two muftis in the country and they both give two different verdicts this happens a lot right I asked this sheikh and he said this and I asked this sheikh and he said this I don't know I'm confused the poet he said the mufti that you're asking the question if you find in him the one you ask he's got religion he's a pious person and he's got knowledge stick with one whether he's right or wrong is not upon you because you're a blind follower you don't know anything if an ayah from the Quran is read or if, if, if a person sings in the Arabic language you don't know the difference you don't know the difference that's how basic your knowledge is you can't tell you just took Islam today you said ashadu la ilaha illallah wa ashadu anna muhammad rasulullah all that you need to do is find a person who's got knowledge and he's also pious and upright and religious if you take his speech and he's wrong you're not going to be held account for it because Allah tabarak wa ta'ala are we together said fas'alu ahla dhikri in kuntum in kuntum la ta'lamun are we all together and there was a debate that took place between Sheikh Muhammad Nasir al-Din al-Albani and Sheikh Muqbil ibn Hadi al-Wadi'i rahimahullah regarding this issue Sheikh Muqbil was saying no one is allowed to blindfold everybody has to follow the Quran and the Sunnah that was the position of Sheikh Muqbil al-Albani was saying no he's a new Muslim he's just new he came into Islam huh how is he going to read the Quran and etc. So it's good. And he asked Sheikh Albani, What's your evidence? Are we all together for this ruling that you brought? And Sheikh Albani said, Fas'alu ahli dhikri la ta'alamun. He said that the ayah just says that ask the mufti for the question. And he has to give the evidence. And taqlid, what does it mean? It's to take the statement of someone else without no, without no evidence. So Sheikh Muqbil was very harsh on his position and was pushing it and he was arguing for it. Lakin la shaka wa la that which seems strong, that which seems correct, that which seems uh, good is that if a person has not understood anything, he's new, he doesn't know anything about the religion, he is allowed to what? Blind, blind following. And the blind following brothers is a necessity. Okay, it's a, it's a state of necessity. You can't stay there forever. You have to start moving a bit up. You don't have to become a student of knowledge necessarily But you have to understand when a person is reading the ayah from the Quran And when the person is reading Are you with me brothers? Like in to tell you this Not every single thing even can a person who is in that level of ittiba' Who is a muttabi' He can't also Or the person who is not a muqallid Sometimes hatta he himself cannot research So he just takes the statement of someone else In some situations a person would just be forced to blind follow another imam in a statement because he himself is not able to what? He's not able to research. Walidalik ibn al-Qayyim said something very good in his kitab, Alam al-Muqi'in. The third point that the author, rahimahullah, who talks about Abi Ma'ali al-Juaini is What is What is taqlid? What's the definition of a muqallid? Taqlid means qabulu qawli qawli so taqlid, when he mentioned it, he, two things it means. Taqlid means how many things? 
So the third point that the author speaks about is At-Taqlidu. Taqlid means what? Qabul, he, gave, he gives two definitions. How many definitions did he give, give for Taqlid? Two op- opinions. What was the first one? The first opinion that he gave, the first definition he gave was it is to accept the statement of someone else without any proof. It is to accept the statement of someone else without without proof. It is to accept the opinion of someone without knowing uh, without proof. Sorry. The second definition he gave is what? The second definition he gave was. Or the second definition he gave was accepting the statement of someone without knowing what basis he said it on it. So you know the evidence that he's using. Are we all together? But you just don't know what, how he's doing it. How did he use this ayah for this argument? You don't know how. You refer to that as a what? As a taqlid. Good. Point number four, the author speaks about the definition and the reality of ijtihad. And he mentioned ijtihad is what? وَأَمَّا الْإِجْتِهَادُ فَهُوَ بَدْلُ الْوُسْعِ فِي بُلُوغِ الْغَرَضِ What does ijtihad mean? Ijtihad is to expend, I mean, to exert effort in achieving the objective. It is to exert efforts. In achieving the objective. That is what it means. But that doesn't mean, that's not what it means in the Sharia. The usuleen, what they say, when they say mujtahid, I'm ijtihad. What they say, is some, it's these three points. Ijtihad is these three points. Number one is badlul juhdi, exerting efforts. Number one. Ijtihad means to exert efforts. Number two, مِن مُتَأَهِّلٍ لِلنَّظَرِ فِي الْأَدِلَّةِ From someone who is, who has the right to look at the evidence. So the first one is exerting effort. الطَّاقَ وَالْقُدْرَةِ The person is exerting effort. Number two is عَن مُتَأَهِّلٍ لِلنَّظَرِ فِي الْأَدِلَّةِ Someone who has the right to look at the evidence. Not everyone is allowed to look at the evidence and try to extract and deduct rulings from it. Number three is, it is لِسْتِنْبَاطِ حُكْمِ شَرْعِيِّنِ for a Jewish, for an Islamic legal jurisprudent ruling. It's not, you're doing it for the religion. It's a حُكْمِ شَرْعِي The deduction is from the Sharia. Okay, you're deducting it from the religion. Last chapter is what is the ruling of the mujtahideen? Hukmul mujtahideen. The last point that the author speaks about is what? Hukmu? Hukmul mujtahideen. What does he mean by the hukmul mujtahideen? If a person does ijtihad and he gets it right and, what he, and he gets it wrong, what's the ruling here? Are you with me, brothers? Let's put something clear, inshaAllah ta'ala. We have two things that we have to understand. A, ajar. And two, hukum. Write this down. A, Ajar, reward. And B, we have a what? Hukum, which is ruling. If two imams give a verdict, one gets, it, one gets it right and the other one gets it wrong, both of them have what? Ajar. So both of them 
they got the ajar and they received the ajar but not both of them got the hukum not both of them got the hukum does that make sense? and this is based on the hadith of the Prophet which is narrated in Bukhari and Muslim إِذَا حَكَمَ الْحَاكِمُ فَاجْتَهَدَ ثُمَّ أَصَابَ فَلَهُ أَجْرَانِ وَإِنْ أَخْطَأَ أَمَّا وَإِذَا اجْتَهَدَ ثُمَّ أَخْطَأَ فَلَهُ أَجْرٌ وَاحِدٌ The messenger told us if a scholar he gives a he, he exerts his effort what does he do? He exerts his effort he deducts a ruling and what happens? He gets it right he gets how many rewards? And if he gets it wrong how many rewards does he get? That is what the author concluded the uh, chapter with. And those are the five points that we wanted to touch on. We have Walillah alhamdu wal minnah. With the praise of Allah, we have finished the kitab al waraqat written by Imam Abi Ma'ali al Juwaini. After the salah, inshallah ta'ala, we're going to be doing the kitab al uh, ajrumiyah inshallah ta'ala. I ask Allah, He raises you, all of you, your stations up. And that Allah resurrects you with the Anbiya and the Rusul The day of judgment It's really hard For the first time in your entire life To study these books In this speed With this And some of you I have been seeing you every single day Are we all together? And that itself is not something that should be dismissed That you're able to come to every single class Probably understand 20 or 30 percent but push yourself and not having a teacher who's good at explaining things on top of the on top of on top of the science you know may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala resurrect all of your stations today is going to be well this subject is going to be the last hard subject once you get this done and over with what's left is inshallah ta'ala is something you're going to understand so may Allah raise your stations, all of you, inshallah ta'ala. <coughs> and it will come a time in your life where you'll see these subjects so easy, wallahi. You'll be amazed that from not understanding anything, I'm now, subhanallah, understanding this science. Are we all together, brothers? I promise you, if you carry on in life and you keep doing it again and again and again and again, it becomes what? Are you with me? It becomes... Fluent, it's like easy. You know it now, like the back of your hand. And after the door is about to finish, maybe the last 10 15 minutes, we'll speak about, inshallah ta'ala, the books that a person should study. After every book that we've already studied, if you want to carry on, what are the things that you need to do? We'll speak about it, inshallah. Another thing I think you all need to take into consideration is, brothers, the importance of having knowledge of all of the Islamic sciences is very important, right? Don't you guys agree? It's very important that you have some understanding of usul al-fiqh, some understanding of mustalah, some understanding of grammar, aqidah here as well, fiqh here as well. Any subject that's spoke, you know something about it. Are we all together, brothers? Even me, not all of the sciences are the same for me. Sometimes I just have a... Just I teach a little bit from it. But there are other signs I like and I go too much into it. But I still learn the signs which I try to learn every science so I understand what's happening. That's important, inshallah ta'ala. 
الحمد لله رب العالمين له الحمد الحسن والثناء الجميل وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له يقول الحق وهو يهدي السبيل وأشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه والتابعين لهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي Inshallah ta'ala, we're going, to the, we're going to start the explanation of the kitab Al-Ajrumiyyah Ama Al-Ajurramiyyah Both ways it's said Before we start inshallah ta'ala, quickly I want to go over a bit about what grammar is And I don't want to go too much in because time is not on our side What does the term Al-Nahu mean? Why was this term used to mean grammar? The word annahu fil the word nahu in the Arabic language, linguistically, according to the Arabs, before it, it was used as a science, before it was referred to as a science, the Arabs before the word annahu, it meant three meanings for them. How many meanings did the word annahu uh, have for them? Three meanings. The first one is. The first meaning is Al-Qasd Al-Qasd To intend something Al-Qasd Is to what? Intend something ولذلك the Arabs they say Nahawtu Nahwaka Nahawtu Nahwaka I mean What does that mean? I Qasadtu Nahwaka I intended your direction Okay They say Nahawtu Nahu. I mean, I intended to go towards your direction, to move towards your direction. Or, for example, the person will say, Tawajjahtu Nahwal Bayt. You'll say that, for example, which is the second meaning. What, is, what does it mean? Al Jiha, direction. The second meaning is direction. The direction. That's why you would say, Tawajjahtu Nahwal Bayt. I went towards the direction of the house Which is the second meaning The third meaning that it has in the Arabic language is Al-Miqdar Can I have a copy as well? Abdurrahman, can I have a copy as well? The third meaning is Al-Miqdar The third meaning is what? Al-Miqdar Miqdar means Amount, amount the quantity Quantity, that's also what it means in the language Al-Miqdar For example, the Arabs they say Indi nahu alfa dinar Indi Alfu dinar Indi nahu alfu dinar With me is how many dinar? Alf, a thousand It means amount Okay, those are the three meanings that it has in the Arabic language. But what does it mean according to the grammarians? What does it mean? The third one is al-miqdar amount. What does the word nahu mean according to the grammarians? Because they took it from the Arabic language. What does it mean to them? They made it a istilah. They made it a word which they understand amongst themselves. So what does it mean according to the grammarians? It means to them qawaid. Principles. Qawaid 
principles. يُعْرَفُ بِهَا In which you will know أَحْوَالُ أَوَاقِلِ الْكَلِمَاتِ قَوَاعِدِ يُعْرَفُ It's principles. Through these principles you're going to know the ending of the word, the Arabic word. أَوَاقِرِ الْكَلِمَاتِ الْعَرَبِيَّةِ The Arabic word, the ending. So pay attention. Grammar doesn't deal with the middle of the word and it doesn't deal with the... It doesn't deal with the front of the word. It deals with what? The ending of the word. We're being a bit light here by saying the end of the word. What we mean by it is awakhiri harakat al-kalimat. It doesn't deal with the, for example, the word zayd. Za ya da. Zayd. Za ya and dal. Sah? Nahu doesn't deal with the dal. It deals with the harak on the dal. Haraka means the sign. The Dhamma or the Fatha or the Kasra that's on top of the Dal is what they look at. Are we all together? If the Dal drops, if another word takes the place, they don't, that's not their job. Are we all together, brothers? So they, there's principles they use. What are those principles? To know the ending haraka of the word. Which, word, which words is it? Al Arabiya, the Arabic language. I'raban wa bina'an. Whether it is Mu'rab or whether it's Mabni. We're going to see what Mu'rab means. Taghir awakhir al-kalim. It's the ending of the wording of the Arabic language. Lihtilaf al-awamil al-dakhilat alayha lafdan aw taqdira. We'll see that inshallah ta'ala. The author is going to bring it for us. So let me repeat that one more time. And Nahu, what does it mean? Nahu means principles. Principles like what? Al-mubtada marfu'ah. That's a qa'ida. Mubtada is what? Marfu'ah is a principle. Wherever you see mubtada, it's more marfu'ah. That's a qa'idah. Yu'rafu biha, which this through this qa'idah you're going to know awakhir al-kalimat al-arabiyyah the ending of the what? Arabic words. I'raban, whether it's i'rab or whether it's bina. Just write it like that. I will explain later to you what i'rab means and what does bina mean. Okay? We're going to come to it. Just write i'raban whether it's Arab or whether it's Bina. Okay. So, in summary, what does grammar deal with? Point number two. Point number three. Okay, so point number two. The first one we did, what did we do? We defined Nahu. Logatan was tilaha, technically and linguistically. Now, moving on to point number two. What does Grammar deal with If I study grammar What am I what, what, is it, what does it deal with It deals with three things It deals with Al-Kalimat Al-Arabiyya The Arabic word Grammar Number one It deals with Arabic Al-Kalimat Al-Arabiyya It also deals with So it, it, it deals with How many did I think How many things did I say It deals with uh, Three things صح. The first one is الكلمات العربية من حيث ما يعرض لها حال التركيب. It looks at the Arabic words when they are placed inside a context. Are we all together? Number one. Number one. It deals with the Arabic word when it's inside a context. If Zayd is not in a context, the grammarians don't look at that. That's not their job. But the minute you say رأيت زيداً Ah, now they're going to look at it. Zayd is now in a context. Does that make sense? But if you just say, if Zayd is just said, 
The problem is they don't look at it. Does that make sense? It has to be what? Fi hali tarkibi when it's in a context. Fi hali tarkib means when it's in a. Fi hali tarkib when it's in a sentence. Number two, what does it deal with? I'rab. It deals with what? I'rab. For now, I'rab means to you what? It means grammatical analysis. I'rab means what? Grammatical analysis. And number three is al-bina. Bina is the total opposite of i'rab. It is the opposite of i'rab, which is um, that which you cannot grammatically analyze. We'll take i'rab and bina in more great detail. The third one is al-bina. Bina is the opposite of i'rab. It means that which you cannot grammatically analyze. Does that make sense, brothers? We'll take that in more details, inshallah ta'ala, later. The third point that, inshallah ta'ala, I want to do before we start the book is fa'idatuhu. What benefit is it studying grammar? If I study a jurumiya now, what benefit does it benefit me? What am I going to benefit from it? The benefit is A. Al-Isma. You're going to be free from what? Anil khata illisani. You're going to be free from incorrectly speaking. If you study grammar, you won't be doing uh, mistakes in your speech. It protects you from that. Number two, it also helps you with knowing what is right from what is wrong. You're not just not going to. You're going to know what's right, what's wrong. You're going to know why. Because some, a lot of us here right now, we speak English, and we know when somebody speaks wrong. Sah. Does that make sense? We'll say, you're wrong what you just said. It doesn't make sense. In English, right? But if you were to be asked, why is this person wrong in what they said? You'd say, I don't know, but it just doesn't seem right. So, but when you study English grammar, you now know why. Okay, you say, excuse me, the reason why you got it wrong is because. I'll give you an example, brothers. Just to show you something. The word you, pay attention, we have the English language, we have verb, uh, something called verb to be, which is three things, right? Am, is, and are. Am, is, and are. Sah, do you agree? So when you want to use the subject, would you say, I, am. Good. He, she, and it, what do you use? Is. True or false? What about you and are? You and sorry and we. You and we, what do you use? You use are, right? True or false? Does that make sense? Can you say you is? Can you say you are? Okay. The are shows plural, true or false? But why are you using you for an R? You know, we are, it makes sense. Like, why are you using you are? Hmm? It could be ta'zim, whatever. <laughs> Do you get my point, brothers? An issue might be here at this moment is what you know it's wrong. No one can say you is. You'll correct them. Say, you don't say that. 
But if you asked why, you probably scratch your head and say, I don't know why, but I just know it's wrong. Does that make sense? Grammar, what it benefits you is that when you study it and you learn it, you know why and what the reason is. So, ma'rifatu sawabihi min khata'ihi. You learn the, what is right from what is wrong. Number three is, number three, which is the third benefit, it is al-isti'anatu ala fahmi kalamillahi ta'ala. Wa kalami rasulihi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It aids you, grammar helps you. In understanding what? In understanding the statement of Allah Azza wa Jalla, the Quran. When Allah speaks in the Quran, you'll understand it. If you study grammar better, you'll understand it more. And you'll even understand the Messenger, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, more if you study the Arabic, if you study grammar. Now we're going to move on to the fourth chapter, fourth point before we start the book, which is who was the first person to place this science? Who was the first person to put this science together? Remember, Usulul Fiqh, who did we say was the first person? Al Imam Shafi'i. Okay? But when we say that Al Imam Shafi'i was the first person to place Usulul Fiqh, we mentioned Muhammad ibn Shafi'i al Muttalibi, Wagayruhu Kanalahu Sariqa, Mithlulladi lil Urbi, Mithlulladi lil Urbi min Khalika. Even though Al Imam Shafi'i was the first person to write in this subject, Usulul Fiqh, and to put, a, put the science together, that doesn't mean the people before him didn't know it. It's just, it wasn't made a topic and a subject except after Imam Shafi'i came. It was now referred to as Usulul Fiqh. Like in, grammar was the same. Abu Bakr's grammar, Arabic language wasn't wrong. And Umar wasn't wrong. And Abu Bakr was, and, and Ali wasn't wrong. And, and the Prophet Sallallahu they never spoke wrong. As the poet said, لَسْتُ بِنَحْوِيٍّ يَلُوكُ لِسَانَهُ وَلَكِنِّي سَلِيقِيٍّ أَقُولُ فَأُعْرِبُ So he's, the, the companion's Arabic was good. But what happened was, the, the Sahabas, they were going to countries and they were conquering countries. Islam was spreading. The religion was spreading. People were coming into Islam in large numbers. They were saying, أَشَدُوا لَا إِلَى اللَّهِ وَأَشَدُوا أَنَّ مُحَمَدَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ and they were bringing their culture and their baggages into, into Islam. And so, the way that they were talking was what? Mistakes were coming. Are you with me, brothers? Mistakes were happening. So, the Arabs thought, okay, maybe principles have to be written here. Maybe qawaid have to be written. Does that make sense? To protect this language or else... The whole language might become distorted and the wrong might become right now. So, a tabi'i by the name of Abu Aswad al Duali, Abu Aswad, Abu Aswad, Abu Aswad al Duali, his daughter came to him one day. She came to him and she spoke in a way which was wrong. I don't want to give the example to confuse you more, okay? So she spoke in grammatically wrong. Right now, if I give you the example, you may not even understand the example and that might cause you a headache. Let's not go into that. She grammatically spoke wrong. When he realized that she spoke wrong, he felt that there was a need to... His own daughter. That this language, uh, principles need to be made for it. Qawaid have to be put in place. So what he did was, he went to Ali ibn Abi Talib radiallahu ta'ala anhu, and he spoke to Ali about the issue, and Ali told him, write. 
Are you with me, brothers? Ali told him, take a pen and paper. And then he said to him, what shall I write? He said, write ism, fi'il, harf. And then Ali said to him, unhu hadha nahu. What did he say? Unhu hadha nahu. What did he mean by that? He meant go according to that way. And the word nahu was taken from there. Does that make sense? Ali said to him, what? Go according to that. Take that path. Take, go that direction. And so it became called, it got called what? Nahu. It was given that name. Are we all together, brothers? Where is grammar taken from? Where can we take the grammar from? Like in order to say, this is a principle according, this is a grammatical ruling. Where are we allowed to take that ruling from? Three places. Those three places, two are agreed upon and one is differed on. Two is what? Two are agreed upon and one is? It's differed upon. Are you with me, brothers? The first one is Allah's speech. The Quran, whatever's in there, the way Allah spoke, grammar rulings can be taken from it. Because Allah is not going to speak wrong. Are we all together? وَلِذَلِكَ إِبْنُ مَالِكَ When he came to his Alfiyah, he said, وَعُودُ خَافِدِ لَدَى عَطْفٍ عَلَى ضَمِيرِ خَفْضٍ لَازِمًا قَدْ جُعِلَ وَلَيْسَ عِنْدِي لَازِمًا إِذْ قَدْ أَتَى فِي النَّسْرِ وَالنَّظْمِ الصَّحِيعِ مُثْبَتًا It's a principle he took from قِرَاءَةُ الْكِسَائِيُّ Based on the ayah in Surah An-Nisa. Are you with me, brothers? What's the ayah? يَسْأَلُونَ بِهِ الْأَرْحَامَ What's the ayah? واتقوا الله الذي واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام. The other قراءة is what? واتقوا الله الذي أرحام أن أرحامي صح؟ Two different قراءة. He's saying if it becomes أرحامي, the thing that is connected to is محذوف. Can it be connect be connected to a حرف جر which is محذوف that is not present? He's saying, وَعُودُ خَافِذِ لَدَى عَطْفٍ عَلَى ضَمِيرِ خَفْضٍ لَازِمًا قَدْ جُعِلَ وَلَيْسَ عِنْدِي لَازِمًا إِذْ قَدْ أَتَى فِي النَّسْرِ وَالنَّظْمِ الصَّحِيحِ مُثْبَتًا He's going against the call of the jumhur, of the scholars. He said, according to me, you can do that because Allah did it in the Qur'an. So where is he taking the qa'idah from? Qur'an. Are we all together, brothers? The Qur'an can be, rulings can be taken. Grammatical principles can be taken from it. Number two is, كلام رسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم the statement of the messenger عليه الصلاة والسلام some of the scholars they said the prophet speech grammar cannot be used from it some of the ulama what did they say نبي الله the hadith have come from him نحو cannot be taken from that and they don't accept that does anyone here know why put your hand up if you do know why why would they not allow the best man, Nabiullah Muhammad, would he do any grammatical mistakes? Why would they not use Nabiullah Muhammad's speech as a grammatical ruling? What would be the reason why they would say? They would say no. Other than you two. Anyone else? Huh? But he would never say a grammatical mistake. Even if he spoke to other people who make sure he speaks to them in their language that they understand. But no grammatical mistakes. Aye? Some of the? Some of the rijal. They would do mistakes. Mm. 
Hey, fadal. There was a concept called al-riwayatu bil-ma'na. In ilm al-hadith, there's a concept called narrating hadith based. Sometimes the scholars would not narrate the hadith on the wording of the prophets. They would narrate it based on the understanding that they had from the concept. That's why you hear sometimes hadith, wafi riwayatin, wafi riwayatin. Are you with me? The word is slightly different. Does that make sense? And since the hadith is based on meaning, not word for word, the prophet said it like that, they said that this cannot be used as a grammatical grammatical ruling. Are we all together, brothers? The third one is kalamul Arabi, the kalam of the Arabs. The Arabs' kalam, what is it for us? The kalam of the Arabs that we're talking about here, brothers, is what? And sisters, it is the kalam before Islam came. Are you with me? As for the poetry that came after Islam, you don't use them as istishhad. They're not witnesses, they're not evidence for you, you can't do itimad on it. Are you with me, brothers? Even if the person is the most eloquent person, you can't say this is the case. Does that make sense? Are we all together, brothers? What, what do we need? Huh? Before Nabi Muhammad came, the Arabs, the poetry that they wrote, the speeches that they had, that's what we can use to say this is what the Arabs used to say. And this is, the, this is, this is a qa'id al-nahwiyya because the Arabs, they said it like this. This is before Islam. Are we all together, brothers? Now we're going to start, inshallah ta'ala, the kitab bi-idhnillahi al-kareem. The author, Rahimahullah, he started his book, Al-Shaykh Al-Imam Abu Abdullah, Muhammad ibn Abdullah ibn Dawood, Al-Sinhajiyu, Al-Sinhajiyu, both ways it said, who's well known as Ibn Ajurrum. He's very well known as Ibn Ajurrum. He said, Al-Kalamu, speech, is four things. When four things are found, what is it? It's speech. Why did he start with speech? Because remember, what did we say in the beginning? That grammar deals with how many things? Three things. The first one was what? Al-Kalimat al-Arabiyah. It deals with the Arabic words. So let's start with what speech is, first of all. So what's the first one? Speech. Speech is the, the speech is four things. When four things are found, what is this called in the Arabic language? It's called kalam. The first thing is utterance. Lafadan. It has to be utterance. Meaning, it has to be pronounced. According to the Arabs, ishara. It's not a kalam. If I say to somebody, what did I say to him? I said, come here, but that's not a kalam. Why? Because you have to pronounce it. Are we all together, brothers? So there has to be utterance. Lafd means ayanutku. You have to pronounce it. Are you there? If I write something on the board for them, is that is that kalam? Are you with me, brothers? And this benefits you because in the salah, as a mas'alaf, it's a side benefit. In the salah, can you do ishara in the middle of the prayer if you need to? And would that break your salah? No, it wouldn't because it's not. It's not kalam. Because it's not kalam. It's not considered kalam. Number two, murakkaban. Murakkaban means what? Compounded. What does it mean compounded? I can't say 
Zayd and just be quiet. Zayd is only one word, right? It has to be more than one word. It has to be compounded. I can't just say Zayd. You're going to be like, Zayd what? For them, this is not Karam. What does it have to be? Ja'a Zaydun, Zayd came. Okay. Okay. Jazakallah. Ja'a and Zayd. Are you with me, brothers? What does it have to be? Two or? Ma tarakkaba min kalimataini aw akthar. The Arabs say. Ma tarakkaba min kalimataini fa akthar. It's two or more words. Sahih. Okay, question. Qum. Stand up. Is that a kalam? Of course it is. If somebody says stand up, would you understand and you say what? Or is it clear and you've understood it? But you've only used only one word which is qum. Huh? There's not Zayd here. Huh? You is hidden. It's qum anta. The anta is mahdoof. So it's actually two. Does that make sense? The qum is a murakkab. Why? Because the second word is hidden. Number three is what? Mufid. Mufid, what does it mean? It is where the person who is listening, it benefits him. What does it mean, it benefits him? It doesn't mean that the person gives you new knowledge. Like for example, if the person says to you, The sky is above us. And you say, oh, that's, that's no benefit. I already knew that. According to the grammarians, that's Mufid. That is, what are they referring to when they say Mufid? Meaningful. What do they mean when they say Mufid, which means meaningful? They mean by that, you will no longer want to hear more. In other words, they've given you a complete sentence. Are we all together? I'll give you an example. In Ja'a Zaydun. If Zayd comes, if it's, 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 it meets the first condition, which is love. Utterance. I uttered it. It is murakab. It's compounded. Look, in, ja'a, and zayd. Three letters. I mean, three words. But it doesn't meet the what? The fourth condition, which is meaningful. I said, if zayd comes and I went quiet, you're going to say, Aki, what? If he comes, what are you going to do? So I haven't finished the sentence, right? Does that make sense, brothers? So mufid means the person who's listening to you will get a complete sentence from you. Does that make sense? So then you give a reason, if Zayd comes, what are you going to do? Does that make sense, brothers? That's the fourth condition. Uh, the third condition. The fourth condition is that it's bil wad'i. Bil wad'i, two meanings the scholars give. How many meanings did they give wad'i? Two meanings. The first one is qasada bihi al-mutakallimu. The one who's speaking intended it. So if somebody's sleeping and they, and they say something, yeah, somebody's sleeping and they say something, do you consider that to be a kalam? You call that speech? You give it different wordings. Whatever language you speak, they give it a different name. Am I making sense? They don't call that, because he didn't intend these words. He didn't place these words and he didn't construct them with a conscious mind. That's one meaning. That's one meaning. The second meaning that the word al-wad' means is that it's accordance to the Arabic language. 
it's what you're speaking is Arabic. According to the grammarians, the Nuhat, they don't consider Chinese or Somali or Urdu or any other language, they don't consider that to be Kalam. That's not Kalam to them. Kalam is what? Arabic language. Are we all together? Very good. We finished the first point. The author now goes into the second part, which is how many types of kalam are there? Now, brothers, pay attention. I really don't want to go too much details because we don't have much time and we need to finish the book. Are we all together, brothers? The author now is dividing what? Everybody, I want you to be with me. We now we spoke about what kalam means. What is kalam? You know it, right? You now know what a kalam means. It's something that meets four conditions. Al-kalam huwa al-lafzul murakkabu al-mufidu bil wadhi Then he says, wa-aqsamuhu. Wa-aqsamuhu. That goes back to what? Speech. So he's saying that kalam is categorized into how much? Three, right? But what did you learn that kalam was? Please, this is a tricky point I'm going to bring. Please focus with me. Please, don't lose concentration here. It's the wrong time to lose concentration. Is Zayd by itself Kalam? Was Zayd by itself a Kalam? When did it become Kalam? When it was put into a sentence, true or false? Does everyone here agree? Ha. So, Zaydun and the word Ja'a together became what? Kalam, right? So, how could the author then say Kalam is categorized, to, is categorized into Ism and a Fi'il and a Harf? Because in that sentence, together is what Kalam is. What should be Ism, Fi'il and Harf? Kalima. Because in that sentence, how many were in there? Two Kalima. Together it's called a what? Kalam. Does that make sense? So what is broken into ism, fi'il and harf is not kalam, but rather it's kalimah. That's the difference between kalam and kalimah. Kalam in, in simple terms is a sentence in Arabic. Are you with me brothers? Kalam in simple terms in grammar, what is it? Jumla. It's a synonym of jumla. Does that make sense? And a kalimah is a what? So what is it that breaks into ism, fi'il and harf? It's a kalima, not kalam. He's a, this is a mistake he did. Ibn Ajurrum is a mistake he did here. Am I made, have I made sense? No? Have I made sense? Because ja'a zaydun, together it's called, it's one thing. How can he, what, what is he going to call it now? Is he going to call it ism or is he going to call it fi'il? He can't. Because if he breaks it into one, if he breaks it into two, it's no longer kalam. Am I making sense? So what is ism, fi'il, and a harf is a kalima. Kalima means zayja'a, one kalima. Zaydun, two kalima. Those two kalima, when they came together, what did they, what did they become? Kalamun. Are we all together, brothers? So what is a ism, fi'il, and a harf is a what? It's a kalima, not a... Not a kalam. That's very important that we understand that and we don't confuse it here. Can I just mention one benefit to you then? Just one side benefit. If that's the case, 
That kalima is a word and a kalam is a sentence. Why did Allah wa ta'ala in the ayah say, Qala Rabbi rji'uni la'alli a'malu salihan fi ma tarakt? What did Allah say? Qala innaha kalimatun. Allah referred to what they said as a what? Just one word, right? But they didn't just say one word. They said, Qala, look, Rabbi irji'uni. قال رب ارجعوني لعلي أعمل صالحا فيما تركت. All of that is what they said. And Allah referred to it as what? كلمة. Does that make sense? He referred to a whole sentence as a كلمة. There's a فائدة in here which is Allah was belittling what they were saying. It's like one word. Nothing. What you said is nothing. كلمة واحدة is equal to one word. Nothing, it won't be given any weight Because what they are asking for is what? The ayah is referring to, by the way, a people who say the day of judgment Oh Allah, take us back to the world so we can do righteous deeds Allah referred to their begging and their asking and their crying He referred to it as a what? Ibn al-Qayyim brought that fa'idah rahimahullahu ta'ala So the kalimat, how many types? Three types Ismun, fi'lun, harfun why did he add Ja'ali Ma'anan? We're going to come to it. Okay. What do we have? How many types of kalima do we have? Ism, fi'il, harfun. Each and every one of them is divided into three. And we need you to all understand this. The reason is because we're going to need this when we come to Iraq. Am I making sense, brothers? The kalam is how many types? The kalam is, sorry, the kalimatun is how many? Three types. The first one is what? Ism. The second one is what? Fi'lun. And the third one is? Harfun. Are we all together, brothers? In order for you to know an ism, and for you to know a fi'l, and for you to know a harf, you need to do three things. Okay? For you to claim today, I know what an ism is. I know what a fi'il is and I know what a harf is. How many things are needed from you? Three things. What is the first thing? You have to be able, number one, define an ism. If somebody asks you, arif al-ism, define an ism. You should be able to define it. Ta'rif al-ismi. Number two, you're able to give what? You're able to give aqsab al-ismi, the types of nouns there are. You can give the types. And number three, you can give alamatul ismi the signs of a an ism. Those three, if you could do it, you know an ism. And this is what Ibn Ajrub does for you here. Shall I repeat that one more time? The first one is what? Define an ism. The second one is what? So the first one is define a ism. The second one is the types of ism. The third one is the alamat, the signs of a if you can't do any of those three, you don't know ism. Let's go to the first one. What's the first thing? The definition of a ism. What's the definition of ism? A ism is مَا دَلَّ عَلَى مَعْنًا فِي نَفْسِهِ وَلَمْ يَقْتَرِنْ بِأَحَدِ الْأَزْمِنَةِ ثَلَاثَةِ مَا دَلَّ عَلَى مَعْنًا فِي نَفْسِهِ وَلَمْ يَقْتَرِنْ بِأَحَدِ الْأَزْمِنَةِ ثَلَاثَةِ What does that mean? Ism is that which has a meaning in and within itself. Are we all together, brothers? What does Muhammad mean? The one who's praised a lot. What does Ahmed mean? The one who praised Allah a lot. They're two different meanings. Nouns, they have meaning in and within themselves. The second point of a noun is what? 
ولم يقترن بأحد الأزمنة ثلاثة A noun does not show you time A noun does not indicate you Nor does it show you time If you hear Muhammad, are you going to think of the past? The present? The future? No A noun does not show time We've defined what a noun is Now we're going to go into the types of noun The noun is divided into how many? Three Generally speaking, brothers, when we study grammar, always remember how many numbers are we going to be using a lot? Three, 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 three everything. A lot of the times grammarians use the concept of three. The noun is divided into how many? Three. The first one is mudhar, apparent noun. Mudhar. Mudhar, apparent noun. Are we all together? It's called an apparent noun Like Muhammad, Rajul, Mudhar That's the first type The first one is apparent noun Like Muhammad, Rajul, Faras This is ism which is Mudhar The second one is ism which is Mudmar Mudmar Which is a pronoun in English Here you see You're learning that uh, In the English language Pronoun and a noun are two different entities but in the English, Arabic language, the pronoun is under the, it falls under the noun. So the second one is what? Mudmar. And the pronoun is divided into three. Mutakallim, Mukhatab, and Ghaib. Which is Ana, Anta, and Huwa. The one who is speaking, the one who is addressing, and the one who is what? The one who is speaking about someone who is not there, third party. The third type, the third type of a noun is a what? Mubham. Mubham means ambiguous noun, obscure noun. Mubham. And this is two types. What are they? Ismu ishara and asma' mawsulah. Ismu ishara and asma' asma' mawsulah. Brothers, wallahi, I, I need you guys to remember these three. Every, the types I give you for each and every one of them I need you to remember it Because we're going to drag that over When we go to Babu Ma'rifat Alamat Al-Arab When we come to that chapter You need to remember this If you forget that we're in trouble I'm not in trouble but you are Are we all together brothers? Now we're going to go into the third part of the ism Which was it? We need to speak about the alamat of a Alamat of the ism which is what? The signs of a? The signs of a noun. The signs of the noun that the author mentioned are two types. Alamatul ism is how many types? Two types. He broke it into two types. That which enters the beginning of the noun. It goes, it goes in front of the noun. The first sign is what? That which goes in front of the noun. Signs that go in front of the noun. That which enters fi awalihi in the, uh, the beginning. Are we all together, brothers? And those are two: alif alam, ama al, if you want to call it, and huruful khafdi. Huruful, huruful khafdi, which are min ila rubba ba kaf ila an. All of those they go before the what? They go before the noun. The second sign, uh, the second alama of the noun. Is that, that which goes after it? And how many did he give for that one? Two. 
There are two he mentioned that go after the noun. I'm at the ending of the noun. مَا يَدْخُلُ فِي آخِرِهِ And he gave us two. What were they? الْخَفْضُ الْخَفْضُ وَالْتَنْوِينُ خَفْض and التنوين. خَفْض is the kasra that you guys call it now. Kasra. And also the what? تَنْوِينُ تَنْوِينُ are how many types? Ten. Ten types tanween. But four are common. There are ten types of tanween in the Arabic language. But how many are common? Four types. Tanweenu tamkeen. Tanweenu tamkeen. Tanweenu tankeer. Tanweenu al-iwad. And tanweenu al-muqabala. You don't need to know that now. Ajurumi didn't mention it. Don't busy yourself with it. Just as a side benefit, remember that. Are we all together? The first one is tanweenu tamkeen. What is it? Tanweenu tamkeen. The second one is tanweenu tankeer. Tankeer. And the third one is tanweenu muqabala. And the fourth one is tanweenu al-iwad. Tanweenu al-iwad. Just write it as a benefit. Keep it with yourself. Inshallah ta'ala. When we do the next book after this one in grammar, which is Mutammimatul Ajur Rumiya, we will mention those inshallah ta'ala. We'll go a bit deeper. Are we all together? But that you don't need for now. Did we finish the ism? Mm-hmm. We're now going to go into the fi'il. Huh? The mudhar. The mubham. Ha. Ismu ishara, which is hadha and hadhi and haulai. And ism mawsula, which is alladhi and anything that comes from it. Alladhi, allati, allati. They're called ismu ishara. Have we finished a noun? We gave two alamat that enter the isim. Ma yadkhulu fi awwali, that which goes in the front of the noun. And, that, and how many did he give example for? Al and? Huruf al-khafdi. And alamat that go to the ending of the noun. And how many did he mention? Two. Khafd and what? At-tanween. And then the tanween we said is how many types? Four. Afar bashagmi. So man. We mentioned? We mentioned four. Ha. The mudmar is what you, know, you guys call damir. It's the same as damir. Mudmar means damir. Damir is how many types? Mutakallim, the one who's speaking, which is ana and nahnu. And the mukhatab is five. Anta, anti, antuma, antum, antunna. And the al-ghaib is five as well. Huwa, hiya, huma, hum, hunna. Twelve into, these twelve are all called what? They're all called damair. Mudmar. Are we all together, brothers? Did we finish ism? Did we finish an ism? We're now going to go into the second, which is what? We're going to go into a fi'il. How many things do we have to do for a fi'il to say that we understand what a fi'il is? Three things. Number one is what does a fi'il mean? What does a fi'il mean? Number one, what does a fi'il mean? هُوَ مَا دَلَّ عَلَى مَعْنٍ فِي نَفْسِهِ A fi'il is what has a meaning in and within itself. Oh yes. Baraba and dahika, they don't mean the same. Baraba means hit. And dahika means laugh. They're both verbs. Sahih. And they don't have the same meaning, right? So a verb, does it have a meaning in and within itself? Ah, it has a meaning in and within itself. The second thing about a noun is, uh, a verb is what? It shows you past, present or future. And ism doesn't. 
So what is the difference between a ism and a fi'il? The indication of time. Does the ism show you time? Like in does a fi'il? That's the only difference. That is the difference. Now we've defined a fi'il. What's the second thing that we need to do? The types of... Everybody here just should know the types of fi'il. Fi'il amr. Sorry, fi'il madi, fi'il mudari' and fi'il amr. The first one is a what? It's a past tense verb. Like the word dahaba. And the second one is what? Mudari' which is yadhabu. And the last one which is amr. Amr is a what? Future. Amr is a? Doesn't the command not show you future? If somebody commands you, you're not going to do it after they tell you. So it's a? It's a future. Amr. Amr is a future. Why? Because when I tell you to do something, after I tell you, you do it. So it happens in the? It happens in the future. Does that make sense now, everybody? Have we broken down the... Uh, did we mention the types of verb? Now we need to mention what? The alamat of the... We need to mention the alamat of the verbs. We only have to stick with what the author mentioned, right? The author mentioned two alama for the verb. How many alama did he mention? Two. Huh? This last one is alamat al-fi'li. We did the aqsam. The aqsam was madi, mudari, and amar. Now we're going to go to alamat al-fi'li. Alama and the sign of the verb. What are the alama of the fi'l that the author mentioned? He mentioned two. How many alama did the author mention? The signs of a verb. He mentioned two. The first one was what? Mushtarak. Shared. Shared by who? Two. Let me say that one more time. The alamat al-fi'l is how many types? Two. It's what? Two. The first one is Mushtarak. Mushtarak means what? Shared. The question is, who is it that shares this alama? The Mavi and the Mubari are sharing the same alama. An example for that is Qad. The author brought Qad, right? Qad is the alama which is Mushtarak. It's shared by the Mavi and the Mubari. Am I making sense? Let me say that one more time. Alamatul fi'l is two types. The signs of a verb is two types. Signs that are shared by, between the past and the present are sharing it. The example that the author gave for that one is what? What was it? Qad. It enters the mavi and it also enters the what? Both of them. It's a sign for both of them. True or false? Are we all together brothers? Like in when it enters the Madi and when it enters the Mubari, it has different meanings. When it enters the Madi, it shows two meanings, which is At-Tahqiqu wa taqribu But when it enters the Mubari, it shows At-Taqlilu wa taqthiru Are with me, brothers? That's a side benefit. That's a? Side benefit. The second alama is that which is specific to each one. Mukhtas. The Madi has his own alama. And the mubari has a what? 
its own alama. And that was Mubari has seen and so far. Seen and so far are alama for what? Specific to what? The author mentioned it in the book. Seen goes before the Mubari. Whatever Sayalamuna. Sayalamuna. Anything that comes after that scene is a what? It's a Mubari. How do you know? Because the scene is specific for the Mubari. The second one is Sofa. You see in the Quran Sofa? Sofa Ta'alamuna. Sofa goes before what? It goes before the Mubari. And it's specific for the what? The Mubari. What does, what's the difference between Seen and Sofa? Seen shows the future and Sofa shows the future. What's the difference? Sofa shows what? The further future. And Seen shows close future. Because the Qa'idah according to the grammarians is Whenever the letters are more The meaning has to be also more. Sofa has how many letters? Three. So it has to show far future. Scene is, so, see, the scene is what? It's one letter. So I should show you close future. Are you with me, brothers? Some of you are looking at me upset. <laughs> Am I going too fast? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you're shy and if you're arrogant, you're not going to learn. So don't be shy. I, know anyone here, I don't believe anyone's arrogant here, but shy. Am I going too fast? I'm going too fast, huh? Huh? The types go back. Yeah, I was going to go back. I was going to go back. Huh. It's the first time for you all. For majority, overwhelming majority of you, it's the first time. Mm-hmm. To be honest, right now, I wasn't expecting to be this, this slow. My plan was to be starting Bab Ma'rifat Alamat al-Arab. That was the initial plan. At this, the timing that I wrote, I'm actually going slower than I planned. Okay, let me say that one more time. Have we, have we spoken about Ism? How many times did we say the Ism was? No, when we spoke about Ism, we spoke about it from three angles, right? We defined the Ism, true or false? And then we gave the Aqsam of the Ism, the types of Ism there were, sah? And the third thing that we did was what? The signs. Sahih? We were doing the same for what? We're doing the same for the fi'il. What, what, what did we say that the fi'il's definition was? Meaning in and within it? Meaning in and within itself. I actually forgot. I made a diagram. Share it amongst yourselves, okay? Can you guys see that diagram? It's in Arabic. Do you see what it is? I wrote it for you all. So when you take a picture of it, Omar, do you guys have a WhatsApp group or something? All of you guys for the Dawra Ilmiya. There's no WhatsApp group for the Dawra Ilmiya. It would be best if there was a WhatsApp group so one person could just put it in there and everyone could have seen it at once. Or you could put it on the website, right? But it's in Arabic. Okay, well, everything I'm saying is written here. So this is the first page. Which is when I divide the kalima, right? The kalima I divide into ism fi'lana. That's the first page. Then I went to the alamat of the ism. That was the second page. And then the alamat al-fi'li. So far, that's how, we, that's how far we are. 
in that order. Don't don't mix up the pages, okay? Okay, share it. One person can take a picture and give it back to you and let it come back to me after the end of the ending of the class, inshallah ta'ala. Does that make sense? Okay. We what did we do? We defined the what? We define we define the what? We define the fi'l. We also gave the types of fi'l. Ma'adi mudari and we went into the signs of the what? Fi'l. What, what did we say the, the signs of the fi'l was? Mushtarak. It's shared by who? The ma'adi and the? What word did we, the author mention? No, no, send it to everybody. Once you take it, give it back. An example for that was what? Qad. Qad is shared by the what? Madi and the? Mudari. When it enters the Madi, uh, Mudari, what does it, uh, when it enters the Madi, what does it show? At-Tahqiq wa taqrib Two meanings, Tahqiq wa taqrib Okay? When it enters the uh, Mudari, what does it show? Taqlilu wa taqthiru. What do I mean by that? At-Taqlilu wa taqthir. Kathir. What does it mean? When it enters, when the qad goes into the madi, it shows tahqiq that this thing is going to happen. Like when the word qad is used, it means that it's going to happen. What does it mean? It means that this thing is, it is going to happen. For example, if I say, qad al the truth is that the haq has come. Haqiqa, that the truth has come. Are we together? The second one is at taqribu is when you hear in the adhan قَدْ قَامَتِ الصَّلَاةِ اي قَدْ قَرُوبَ وَقْتُ الصَّلَاةِ Does that make sense? The second meaning that it shows when it enters the madi is what? At-taqribu, something's close. When you hear the muadzin say قَدْ قَامَتِ الصَّلَاةِ What does he mean? قَدْ قَرُوبَ وَقْتُ الصَّلَاةِ The time of the salah has come close. Sahih? It also enters the it also enters the mubariah and it shows taqlil and it also shows Takthir. How does it show At-Takhreelu? How does it show Takhreelu and how does it show Takthir? قَدْ يَنْجَحُ الْبَلِيدُ قَدْ يَنْجَحُ الْبَلِيدُ The dim-witted one, the dumb one, can sometimes pass the test. But does that happen a lot? Little he passes the test. Are we all together, brothers? Good. And the other meaning is At-Takthiru a lot. For example, قَدْ يَفْهَمُ الذَّكِيُّ the smart one may understand. The qad here means what? Allah does he understand. He understands because he's smart. Sahih? Those are the meanings that it has. In grammar, by the way, you don't have to busy yourself too much in what the meanings are. Just learn the principles. Later you can learn that, inshallah. Ta'ala. The second alama, that, the second sign that we gave for them, the alamatul uh, fi'l was what? Specific, right? Which one, which one were we speaking about? We were speaking about the mudari'ah. Seen and what? What did we say? Seen and so for show? The future. Okay, forget the difference between the two. You don't need to know. Just they show future, both of them. The madi is what? He mentioned two for the madi. The ta, ta. Like when you say, qalat, she said. Ka. When you see that ta, automatically, what do you know? The word before it is what? Qala is a what? Samadhi. I know it. Why? Because there's a ta, 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 
The ta has to have how many? It has to have three meanings. First, it has to be a ta. It has to be ta'nith, feminine. And it has to be sakin, it has to have sukun on it. Like in sometimes you may see it without no sukun, as Allah said, qalatil, qalatil arabu amanna. Here, the reason why it became a kasra is lil sakinaini. Two sukuns are going to meet each other. Are we all together, brothers? The last one, the author didn't mention, huh? So it's ta, ta'nith, feminine, and it has to be sakina, has to have sukun on it. Are we all together? Now we're going to go into the one that the author didn't mention, he didn't even talk about it. What did he not mention? Fi'l Amr, he didn't even mention alama for it. Did he mention for it? Should we mention it or should we just leave it for Mutammimatul Ajrumiyah? Yeah? Okay. The Amr is Qabulihi No, Dalalatu ala talab The Fi'l Amr, it has to show request. The first alama is what? Dalalatu ala talab It has to show a request. And the second thing is what? وَقَبُولِهِ يَا الْمُؤَنَّثَةِ الْمُخَاطَبَةِ And he also accepts the feminine ya. Example, Allah, example, you say قُمْ, stand up. Does قُمْ show a request? Am I not requesting for you to stand up? It is, it does show it. And will it accept a ya if I place in it? It will. I can say قُمِ Meaning, if I wanted to talk to a woman, can I say it to her? Can I say to a woman, قومي? Ha, ah, I can. I could, of course I can say that. Are you with me, brothers? Does that make sense? It shows a request, and whenever I want, I can place that yeah in there. Like in there are some words, they show a request, but they won't accept the yeah. For example, the word sah, sah. You can never say sahi. Alright, can you? You can't say that. What does sah mean? Yeah? No, that's sah. Sah means be quiet. Uskut. Sah. Saad and ha. Ha marbuta. Sah. Saad and ha. Are you with me, brothers? It's a fi'l amr. In terms of it showing a what? But it won't accept a yeah. I can't say sah, he, I can't, it won't accept it. So what is it called? It's called the ismu fi'il amr. What is it called? Ismu fi'il amr. It's another discussion. Why is it ismu fi'il amr? What's it ismu fi'il amr? But the point is that it doesn't accept a yeah. I just want to mention a benefit which is all of the other signs that I mentioned, whether it be a madi or whether it be a mudari', one alama is enough to show you that it's a what? Madi or Mubariya. Like in the Fi'il Amr, both of them have to be there at the same time. It has to be present. Dalalatu ala talab has to be there and it can also accept the Ya'al Mu'anathat al-Mukhatab when it's needed. Simultaneously. Does that make sense? Alhamdulillah. We have the last one. The last one is a what? Harf. What is the harf? What does it mean? Harf, 
meaning wise it's ma laysa lahu ma'nan fi dhatihi wa inma yadhharu ma'nahu fi ghayrihi what does the harf mean it doesn't have no meaning in and within itself its meaning becomes clear when when you put it in a context when you put it into a sentence it becomes okay now we know what it means sahih the harf is ma laysa lahu ma'nan fi dhatihi ama fi nafsihi it doesn't have a meaning in and within itself but its meaning becomes clear when you put it into a context. Okay, I defined for you harf. The second thing that you need from me is the types of types of harf. The types of harf are number one, mushtarakun bainal asma'i wal af'al. Mushtarakun bainal asma'i wal af'al. مشترك بين الأسماء والأفعال. This is a حرف that enters what? It enters the noun and it enters the verb. Like the word هل. What does the هل do? هل can go into a اسم and it can go into a فعل. You can say هل محمد ذاهب. You can say that. Or you can even say هل ذهب محمد. So what came after هل? Hal Muhammad Ism came after it. Or you can say Hal Hal Dhaba Muhammad. Are we all together? So it's mushtarak. It can this or this. There are the second one is Muhtas Bil Asma, it's specific to nouns. Like the ones that the author mentioned here, Huruful. Huruful Khafdi. Huruful Khafdi are all unique to what? Ism. Like min, fi, ila, rubba, ba. All of those are. The word min, whatever comes after it, it's always a. It's always a ism. Fi. Wherever you see it, what comes after it is a what? Ism. Ila. Wherever you see it, whatever comes after it is a what? It's an ism. Like in hal. Whatever comes after it can be an ism and it can be a. Fi'il. The third one is مختص بالأفعال It's specific to what? To verbs And these are two types أدوات الجزم and أدوات النصب And they're going to come to us when we speak about the أفعال Are you with me brothers? Like the word لم and لن لم and لن Wherever you see them what comes after it's always a what? It's always a فعل لم and لن Whatever comes after it is always a what? It's always a fi'il. Are we all together, brothers? What do you want from me? You want the signs of a noun? Uh, uh, you want the signs of a harf from me? That's all you need from me now. I'm going to say to you, وَالْحَرْفُ مَا لَيْسَ لَهُ عَلَامَةً فَقِسْ عَلَى مَا أَقُولُ تَكُنْ عَلَامَةً Does that make sense? وَالْحَرْفُ مَا لَيْسَ لَهُ عَلَامَةً فَقِسْ عَلَى مَا أَقُولُ تَكُنْ عَلَامَةً Inshallah, you'll be alama. That line of poetry is a bit amazing because a harf is what doesn't have no sign. Take what I'm taking on board, you'll become a scholar. Are we, are we together, brothers? Hariri said that in his Mulhatul Arab. What did he say that in? His Mulhatul Arab. In other words, what it means is, did you, know, did you all understand the alama for an ism? Did you understand it? Did you all understand the alama for a fi'il? Whatever is left over is a harf, inshallah. Whatever's left over is a 
It's a harf, inshaAllah. Once you learn the ism and you learn the fi'l, whatever is left over is a what? Am I making sense, brothers? Okay, fadl. Babul i'rab. Now read uh, the points that even though I didn't, I, I didn't give you the chance to read, go over it. وقسم الثلاثة اسم فعل وحرف جاء لمعنى فالاسم يعرف بالخفض وتنوين يدخل الألف ولام عليه وحرف الخفض وهي من وإلى وعن وعلى وفي وربو وحتى وحاش وموضم وموضم والباء والكاف واللام وحرف القسم وهي الواو الباء والتاو والفعل يعرف بقد وسين وسوف وتأتنيث ساكنة والحرف ما لا يصل مع دليل وإسم ولا دليل فعل باب الإعراب Now brothers what we've done is we've finished the first chapter from the ten chapters of this book How many chapters is this book? We only did the first chapter, alhamdulillah. How do you guys feel? Heartbroken. Inshallah, we'll get there. Don't worry, inshallah, brothers. But we finished the first chapter. What was the first chapter? We took ta'riful kalam. We spoke about kalam. Sahih? And we also spoke about the types of kalam. And we spoke about... We, we, we didn't like the word kalam. What did we like it? What did we call it? We talked about the aqsam of the kalimah. And then we spoke about each of those types Isim, Fi'il, Harf We spoke about it Sahih That was a Muqaddimah First chapter It's an introduction This is where grammar starts from Okay Babu al-I'rab Al-I'rab huwa taghiru awakhil kalimi Li-ikhtilaf al-awamili dakhilita alayha lafzan You say li-ikhtilaf al-awamili Li-ikhtilaf al-awamili dakhilita alayha lafzan Aw taqdira Wa aqsamu arba' Rafun wa nasbun wa khaftun wa jazmun Fil-asmai min thalika al-rafu wa nasbun wa khaftun Wa la jazma fiha Wa la lafa'ali min thalika al-rafu wa nasbun wa jazma Wa la khafta fiha What so I see? Carry on, carry on باب معرفة علامات الإعراب لرفع أربع علامات نظمة والواو الألف والنون فأما ضمة فتكون علامة للرفع في أربعة مواضع فالاسم المفرد مطرق وجمع تكسير مطرق وجمع مؤنث سالم والفعل المضارع الذي لم يتص بآخر شيء وأما الواو فتكون علامة للرفع في موضعين في جمع المؤنث في جمع المذكر سالم في الأسماء الخمسة وهي أبوك وأخوك وحموك وفوك وذو مال وأما الألف فتكون علامة للرفع في تثنية الأسماء خاصة وأما النون فتكون علامة للرفع في الفعل المضارع إذا اتصل به ضمير تثنية أو ضمير جمع أو ضمير المؤنثة المخاطبة وللنسب خمس علامات الفتحة والألف والكسرة والياء والحذف والنون فما الفتة فتكون علامة للنسب في ثلاثة مواضع فالاسم المفرد وجمع تكسير والفعل المضارع إذا دخل عليه ناسب ولم يتصل بآخر شيء وأما الألف فتكون علامة للنسب في الأسماء الخمسة وأما الألف فتكون علامة للنصب في الأسماء الخمسة نحو رأيت أباك وأخاك وما أشبه ذلك وأما الكسرة فتكون علامة للنصب في جمع في جمع في جمع المؤنث السالم وأما الياء فتكون علامة للنصب في التثنية والجمع وأما الحذف والنون فيكون علامة للنصب في الأفعال الخمسة التي رفعها بثبات النون وللخفض ثلاث علامات الكسرة والياء والفتحة وأما الكسرة فتكون علامة للخفض في ثلاثة مواضع فالاسم المفرد المنصرف وجمع تكسير المنصرف وجمع المؤنث وجمع المؤنث السالم وأما اليوم فتكون علامة للخفض في ثلاثة مواضع في الأسماء الخمسة وفي التثنية والجمع وأما الفتة فتكون علامة للخفض في الاسم الذي لا ينصرف ولا جزم علامتان السكون والحذف فأما السكون فيكون علامة للجزم في الأفعال الخمسة في الفعل المضارع الصحيح الآخر وأما الحذف فيكون علامة للجزم في الفعل المضارع المعتل الآخر وفي الأفعال التي رفعها بثبات النون
فصل المعربات قسمان قسم يعرب بالحركات وقسم يعرب بالحروف فالذي يعرب بالحركات اربعه انواع الاسم المفرد وجم تكسير وجم وان تسالم الفعل المضارع الذي الذي لم يتصل باخر شيء وكلها ترفع بضمه وتنصب بالفتحه وتخفض وتخفض بالكسره وتجزم بسكون وخرج عن ذلك ثلاثه اشياء جم وان تسالم ينصب بالكسره والاسم الذي لا ينصرف يخفض بالفتحه والفعل المضارع المعتل الاخر يجزم بحذف اخره والذي يعرب بالحروف اربعه انواع التثنية وجمع وذكر سالم والاسمال الخمسة والفعل الخمسة وهي يفعلان وتفعلان ويفعلون وتفعلون وتفعلين فأما التثنية فترفع بالألف وتنصب وتخفض بالياء وأما جمع وذكر سالم يرفع بالواو وينصب ويخفض بالياء وأما الاسمال الخمسة فترفع بالواو وتنصب بالألف وتخفض بالياء وأما الأفعال الخمسة فترفع بالنون وتنصب وتجزم بحذفها. Now this is we're now going to go to two chapters we're going to do inshallah تعالى باب الإعراب وباب معرفة علامات الإعراب. Okay brothers. Stay with me, Kareem. Let's go back with, on something I said. How many? Please pay attention. This is the this is the backbone of grammar. This is the toughest part. Okay. If once we make it through here, these two chapters, two and three, you know where we are. We've made it to the shore. How many? were the noun the types how many types did we break the noun into three, three. what was the first one no 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 the ism the first one was was, was mudmar right the first one was the first one was apparent noun mudmar uh, sorry mudhar 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 yeah the first one was mudhar apparent apparent noun that was the first one right okay the apparent noun, it comes into the chapter of I'rab. Okay, write that down for me. Everybody remember that. Are we all together? The apparent noun, it follows us into this chapter of I'rab. It follows us. It comes with us. From there, and it comes here. Which one? It's in Mudhar, the Mudhar. Mudhar, it comes into chapter of I'rab. And six come out of that. Ism Mudhar gave birth to how many children? Six children. Are we all together? Ism Mufrad, Muthanna, Jam'u Taksir, Jam'u Dhakr Salim, Jam'u Annat Salim, Asma'u Al-Khamsah. One more time. The Ism Mudhar, Mudhar, the apparent noun is the only one from the two of the uh, the other two which is mudmar and mubham they are mabni they are bina they are not i'rab they don't come to this chapter of i'rab eliminate those two we will never see them in this book are you with me the mudmar it won't come into the chapter of i'rab when i say we're not going to see it in this book i mean we're not going to see it in this chapter sorry am i making sense the mudmar which was the three types Al-Mutakallim, Al-Mukhatab and Al-Ghaib It doesn't come into the chapter of Iraq Hey The second one which is The Mubham Which is Ism Ishara And Ism Mawsula They don't come into Iraq They're Mabni The only thing that comes into the chapter of Iraq is what? That we actually do grammatical analysis on is what? The Mudhar That's the only one and it gave birth to six children. So mother, 
and she has six children. So when she came, she came with her six kids. If you let her in, you can't just say your children are not going to come with you. It's a problem, right? Yeah. So she brought her six kids with her. The six kids are, look at the order that I chose to remember it. Single noun. Isim Mufrad. The apparent noun comes in this, into these six forms. Isim Mufrad. What's after Isim Mufrad in order? Muthanna. Muthanna. Two. Muthanna. And then what comes after it? In Jama' comes after it, right? And the Jama' in the Arabic language is how much? The grammarians, three types. It's three Jama'. The masculine plural, feminine plural, and the broken plural. Are we all together, brothers? Again, one more time. Singular noun, ism mufrad. Second is a what? Muthanna, which is dual. Muthanna is a dual, it's two. And the three types of jama'ah. What are the three types of jama'ah? Jam'u? Jam'u dhakar salim which is a masculine, plural. Second one is what? Jam'u? Mu'annath al-salim, which is feminine, plural. And a jam'u takseer, which is a what? A blow, broken plural. And we have one more left, which is asma'ul khamsa. The five sisters. Which is abuka, akhuka, hamuka, fuka, dhu ilmin. I don't like do malin. We don't want to connect people to dunya, do we? So let's change it. Let's say do ilmin. Mal is a problem here, sah, in the world. Sah? So we're changing the book. We're calling it do ilmin. Are you with me, brothers? My sheikh used to say, don't memorize this as do malin. Because the book says do malin. He used to say, change the word mal into ilm. There are five. We're going to each one, by the way, I'm going to go, we're going to go through each one, proper understanding, okay? Just, yeah? We're going to go through ism mufrad, what it means. We're going to go through what muthanna means. We're going to go through what jam'u taksir means. Jam'u anna tisalim, jam'u dhakar tisalim, and asma'ul khamsa. Asma'ul khamsa is a what? So, do you guys all have the six now? The six children that ism mufhar gave birth to. Again, one more time. I said, how many types of ism were there? Three types of ism. What was the first one? Ism? Mudhar. Ism? Mudmar. Ism? Mubham. The last two, ism mudmar and the ism mubham, they do not come into the chapter of Arab. Babu al-Arab, you won't see it. Because we don't grammatically analyze it. Crystal clear? The only one that comes with here is what? Mudhar. Which one? Mudhar gave birth to how many kids? Six children. What are the six children that he gave birth to? Singular noun, ism mufrad. Muthanna, dual. The three types of jama'ah. Jama'u dhakar al-salim, jama'u anad al-salim, jama'u taksir. And the sixth one is what? Asma'u? Asma'u al-khamsa. Asma'u al-khamsa is what? The five sisters. We'll see them. Each one I'm going to go through them. Good. Let's go to fi'il. Let's go to what? Fi'il. How many types of fi'il did I say? Maadi, mudari, and what? Maadi does not come into I'rab. Eliminate it. Get rid of it. Maadi, you do not grammatically analyze it. So this chapter is not going to talk about it. Am I making sense, brothers? Hey, yeah. What was next? The mudari'ah. The mudari' does come here. With two conditions stipulated. 
With what? Two conditions on the fi'l mudari'ah. The Arab said, okay, you can come into my house, lakin mudari'ah. Two conditions if you, before you come in. Hey, what is the two conditions? Nunu tawkid and nunu niswa cannot connect to you. You cannot have at the ending the noon of, of emphasis and the noon of feminine. You cannot have those two. Nunu tawkid and nunu niswa cannot connect to you, O Fi'l Mubariya. Fi'l Mubariya said, okay. He said, when you don't have nunu tawkid and nunu niswa, I'm more than welcome to let you in. Does that make sense, brothers? Am I confusing you guys more or making it easier? It's easy, right? Yeah? The fi'l mubari' does it come into the does the fi'l mubari' come into this chapter? Oh yes it does. Fi'l mubari' is mu'rab. Fi'l mubari' is a what? Mu'rab. Because this chapter is called Babu? Al-I'rab. I'rab. It is mu'rab. It comes into this chapter. Lakin with two things condition that it doesn't carry two things. What is it? That it doesn't have with it attached Nunu Tawkid And what? Nunu Niswa Yaf'alna and Yaf'alanna No Those two times Are you with me brothers? Nunu Tawkid and Nunu Niswa connected here It's Mabni It goes with the other It goes with the Madi But when there is no no Nunu Tawkid And there is no Nunu Niswa What is it? It's Mu'rab Does that make sense? The fi'l mubari' gave birth to two children. How many children does it have? Two children. The first one is al-fi'l al-mubari' al-ladhi lam yatasil bi-akhirihi shay'. The author brought it for you. It's the fi'l mubari' that came in its original form. I'm making it easy for you. It's the original fi'l mubari'. Fi'l mubari' gives birth to an i to a verb. That is in its original form. Are we all together, brothers? And the second child is called Amsilatul Khamsa. I'm not going to call it Af'alul Khamsa. What did I call it? Because if you say it's Af'alul, if you say Af'alul Khamsa, that means people will only think Yaf'aluna, Taf'aluna, Yaf'alina, Taf'alina. No, sorry, Yaf'alani, Taf'alani. يَفْعَلُونَ تَفْعَلُونَ and تَفْعَلِينَ Those five. People would think if you say أَفْعَلُ الْخَمْسَ It's only this five, only. But it's any verb I can make it into those five. So it's better to say أَمْثِلَةُ الْخَمْسَ أَمْثِلَةُ الْخَمْسَ is what? We'll see it. Just write it for me. I'll give you each one. How many do we have in total so far that have followed us in Arab? Eight. Six that came from who? Ism Mubhar. And two that came from what? The fi'l mubari'ah. Are we all together, brothers? Let's go to the Amr. Amr is mabni. Amr doesn't come here. It doesn't follow us here. Eliminate it. Get rid of the Amr. What about the harf? How many is it? Mushtarakun bayna al-asma'i wal-af'al. Mukhtasun bil-asma'i. Mukhtasun bil-af'ali. All three of them eliminated. Harf never comes into this. We never grammatically analyze harf. Eliminate all three of them. Barakallah. So what are we left with, brothers? Mubari ala what? Good. Brothers, are we all together? 
Have I made sense? No. The Fi'l Mudari gave birth to those children. Am I making sense? No. Yes. Brothers, I'm breaking a big chapter into bullet points. Are we all together, brothers? Pay attention with me here. I don't, no one is expecting you after this class to be Sibawihi. You know, you don't have to be Sibawihi. But you just have to know some things here and there. Sahih? And inshallah ta'ala, the more you go into it, the more sharah you take, the other. Inshallah ta'ala, you might be, you might be Sibawihi. Inshallah, tafa'ul. Okay, pay attention here now. We have eight that are standing here. All of them are in the chapter of the Arab. Eight. Six that came from Ism Mudhar and two that came from the what? Fi'l Mudhariya. How many alamat are we all together? So let's pay attention, brothers. Arab is a house. Arab is a what? It's a house. This house has how many bedrooms? I mean, how many rooms? Four, 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 four. How many? Four. Four rooms. The four rooms are called Rafa, Nasb, Khaf, and Jaz. The author mentioned it here for you. Rafa. Are you with me, brothers? Rafa. And what? Nasb. It's the second bedroom. And what? Whichever you want to call it. One is the call of the Kufiyin and one is the Basriyin. Which This book is according to which madhab? This is madhab al-Kufiyin. This Mu'allif here is a Kufi. So he uses the word what? He uses the word khafta, not jar. Jar is used by the? Who's right majority of the times? The Basris are right. Like who's easier? The Kufiyin are easier. Are we all together, brothers? Madhab al-Kufi is easier. Like in who's more correct and more accurate and more sharp and more, huh? See, but wait, he was which one? He was the Imam, he was the Imam of Madhab al-Basra. Are you with me, brothers? And Kisa'i was the what? Imam of Madhab? Kufa. Those are two biggest forces against each other. Are we all together, brothers? Inshallah ta'ala, in our essential course, we'll be studying this because we're going to do introduction to grammar. Those of you who are not signed up for the essentials, problem. This is where you miss out. We're going to go through the madhabs and how it came about and how the... You're going to have a background of understanding the madhabs. Introduction to that. Okay, brothers, pay attention to this. What are the bedrooms? And what are the rooms for? Raf'un, Nasb, Khafda, and what? Jazm. Let's go. From those four... There are only two which all eight of them are willing to, to stay together in. Are we all together? Rafa and Nasb is an alama that a fi'il and an ism can use in the Arabic language. So all eight of them can go in. So they will stay in that one, they will all stay together in what room? The Rafa room. And they will all stay together in what? Together where? The Nasb room. Like in when it comes to the khaft, only ism is allowed to go into that room. Because a fi'il can never take khaft. So, 
Which are you going to, who's going to enter there? How many? Six. So the third one are going to be only six, which is Khaf. Khaf is only the sixth. And the last one, which is what? Jazm. Who's the only one who's going to enter there? The Fi'il. The ism can never be majzum. You'll never see an ism that has a sukun on it. Are we all together, brothers? So how many are going to enter there? Two. Why, is the, why am I the only one who's saying it? Let's say one more time. Rafa, how many are going to enter there? All the eight want to be in that room. Nasba, how many? Eight. Third one is what? Khaft. Six. And Jaz? Two. Does everyone understand? Now that's what we're going to do. Are you with me, brothers? So when is it actually the hardest time for you? Raf'u and nasb Because there's eight, eight you have to, they're, all, they're all in the same room Like when it comes to khaf and jazm It's easy, it's just now ism and fi'l am, am I making sense? Okay In that room The raf'u room is how many beds? <laughs> I thought of examples how I can explain things but This is the only way, wallahi Muhammad, is Wallahi, I don't know what to do. The rough room has four beds. Yeah? Four beds. What's the first bed? Adamma. The first bed is called what? In that room. Adamma. What is it called? Adamma. The second bed is what? Wow. The third one is Alif. Because it's shocking because I have to say the Usi for the same better. The Shakil I gotta come from this. The first one is Adamma. The second one is Al Wow. The third one is Alif. And the fourth one is Noon. Those are the four beds in the room. Are we all together? The first bed, which is Adamma, four of them are together on that bed. They're sharing that bed. Who are the four? Pay attention. Eight of them are here now. And there's how many, <laughs> how many beds? Four. Let's say sofas, sofas, or something like that. Yeah? And they are what? The first one is Dhamma. The first sofa, the first bed is what? How many of them are sharing it? Four. The first, who is it? Isim Mufrad. Jam'ut Taksir. Let me break it down for you. The singular now. That bed called Dhamma. Who's sleeping? Who's, who's, who's on there? Who's sharing it? Isim Mufrad. Which is a singular now. Broken plural. Bro- broken plural. And what? Female. Female. The female. Uh, plural and what was the fourth one you said? What was the fourth one you said? The present tense verb in its original form. In its what? In its original form. The second bed was what? Wow, right? The masculine plural and the five sisters are sharing. And the, the, second, the fourth bed is what? 
But the third bed, the third bed is what? Alif. Alif is only for the Mutanna. Mutanna has his own bed. And last but not least is what? The fourth bed is what? Noon. Who, who's, who, who lives on Noon by itself? Af'alul Khamsa, the five verbs. The five? The five verbs. Does everyone understand that? Am I making sense? Has everyone written that? Okay, I did a mistake. You know what mistake I did? I didn't even explain to you each and every one of those eight what they are. And I told you what rooms, <laughs> what beds they're on. Let me first of all tell you each and every one of those eight who they are and what they are. Because for you now, you're like, what, the, what are these five sisters and what are these five brothers and... So let's start the eight. Let's go through each one in detail. Let's start with a Isim Mufrad. What's the Isim Mufrad, by the way? That's the easiest one. It's a single noun. What is it? It's a single noun. For example, Ja'a Zaydun. Zayd is what? It's a single noun. The second one is what? I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna do it the way I want, okay? I'm gonna break the, I'm gonna do it in the order that I want. So write it, the eight. It may not be the order you know. The second one is Jam'u. Jam'u Taksir. Jam'u Taksir, what does it mean? How does a word, so Jam'u Taksir is a broken plural. It means that this word, when it was single, it got broken up into pieces and then, a, and then it was made out of it a plural meaning was made out of it are you in your brothers? for example Talib is a student and then they took the word and what did they do? Tulab they broke the word how did they break the word? it was Talib there was a, it's an Ta Alif Lam Ba four letters what did they do? They took the ta and they placed after a lamb. They got rid of the alif that was after the ta and they placed an alif after the lamb and they placed a bat after it. They broke the word into pieces and they added what they wanted into it. This is called a what? It's a broken. It comes in six ways. Write this down. Many people don't know this. Jab'ut taksir is how many times? This is, there's six ways in which the word changes. Are you with me? Sometimes the broken of the word is the harakah, tashkil. So write the first one, shakal. The only thing that changes is the shakal. Like asad, the word asad. How do you make it plural? You say usud. What happened? All that changed. The alif is still there. The seen is there. The dal is there. What changed? Just the, sh- the harakah or the shakal. Are we all together? The second one is ziyada. You add an additional letter or two onto the word. Like the word sin wun. Sin wun. Sad nun wow. Sad nun wow. Sin wun. Hey, you want to make it plural, how are you going to say? Sin wanun. What did you add to it? Alif and nun. 
Sinwanun. You added a what? You added Alif and Noon into it. The word Sinwan, what does it mean in the Arabic language? It means Asru Shajara, the, the root of the, the tree. Are we all together, brothers? When you made it plural, you broke it, how many, how many letters did you add to it? Alif and Noon. The third one is, you take away from the singular had more letters and the plural has less letters. For example, Tukhamatun, Tukhamatun, Ta, Kha, Mim, Ta, Marbuta. Tukhamatun, Ta, Kha, Mim, Ta. So the first one was Ashaklu Fakat, which was Asadun Usudun. The second one is Biziyadati Fakat. You add on it, onto it. Sinun, Sinwanun. The third one is Binnaqsi Fakat. You reduce it. Example is Tukhamatun. If you want to make it into plural, what do you say? You say Tukhamun. You just take the Tamar both off. Tukhamun. What did you take away from it? You broke, you took, you took, yeah, you took the Tamar Bota. Number four is, number four is what? So look at the order, look at the order. What was the first one? Shakal. The second one was what? Ziyadah. The third was what? So the second, the, the, the fourth one is going to be the first and the second together. Shakal and a Ziyadah. The shakal changes and there's a Ziyadah. Like Rajulun. 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 What happens to the word? It becomes. So what was what was the alama on the ra? What was that? Ra, ju, lun. That was the haraka, right? Make it into plural. What did you do to the ra? You changed the haraka. Are you with me? What about the jim? You changed the haraka for it as well. And then you added a what? An alif onto the jim. So this is a shakal and a ziyada. Rajulun ala rijalun. The f- uh-huh. The fifth one is the first and the what? And the third. The first and the third. What was the first one? Shakil. And the third was what? Naqs, right? So it's Shaklun bishakli wa naqs. What are you doing, brothers? Shakil means haraka. You're changing the haraka. And what are you also doing? You're reducing it from it. Like kitab kutub. Kitab is what? Kitab is single. What's the, what's the haraka on the kaf? Akasra. Make it plural. Ku. That's the, you've changed the you've changed the haraka. I mean, you've changed the shakal. What did you also change? You reduced it from the singular. There was a more letter. There was extra letter. You took away from it, right? So it became what? Kitabun. That became Qutumun. The sixth one is all of the three. Shaklun wa naqsun wa ziyada. This one confuses people a lot, right? How can you add and reduce? Sah? It's confusing. This is shaklun wa naqsun wa ziyada. Okay. An example for this one is Ghulam. Ghulam. Now Talib answers what we spoke about before.
What is it? Ghulam. The word Ghulam, let's look at it, is Ghain, Lam, Alif, and Mim. And what's the Alama on top of the Ra? Ghain. Ghu. So how many we have got? We've got Ghain, Lam, Alif, Mim. What's the Alama on the Ghain? Ghu. Make it into plural. Ghilman. Okay. First of all, the shakl has changed. It's ghul ghulamun. Here is ghil. Shakl has changed. One. Second one is reduction has happened. What's the reduction that happened? The lamb had a what? Alif on it. The alif got taken. And an adding happened here, which is the meme has an alif on it. That wasn't there. And don't say that was the alif that was taken from the lamb. It was this is a brand new alif. Are we all together, brothers? Um, um, does that make sense? Those are the six ways in which Jam'ul Taksir happens. Okay, brothers? We understand what Jam'ul Taksir means, right? Hey, let's go to the third one, which is Jam'ul Mu'annati Salim. The author is wrong, and many grammarians are wrong when they call it Jam'ul Mu'annati Salim. Why? Because when you say Jam'ul Mu'annati Salim, it implies something. It implies three things. The first, it's, it's a plural. It is a plural, you're right. Mu'annat, is it feminine? Yes, they're right, it is feminine. But Salim means, it's not taksir. It's not interrupting the word from its original. When it was singular, and now that it became plural, it's not interrupting it. That's what Salim means. Jam'ul Mu'annati Salim means, they don't interrupt it. For example, Fatima. Fatima is what? It's one girl called Fatima. Are you with me, brothers? Does that make sense? Fatima. Fa. Alif. Ta. Mim. And ta marbuta. Sah? Good. Fatima. I want to say six Fatimas are in front of me now. What do I say? Fatimat. Did I interrupt the word? No, I didn't. The haraka didn't change. All I added onto it is what? Alif and ta. Are we all together, brothers? Does that make sense? The ta'barbutas, alif and ta, they represent it here. Like in the question here is, in this situation, it may have been safe. Are you with me, brothers? But is that every time that a word is taken from its original meaning, uh, sorry, singular, and it's turned into a plural feminine, doesn't get interrupted? It, yeah, it's, there's a lot of times it interrupts it. Are you with me? I'll give you an example, bint. The word bint. Make it into plural. Why did you change the haraka for? It was bint, and you made it? Oh, we consider that to be taghir. The shakal has changed. So really calling Jam'ul Mu'annati Salim, it's not Salim. It's not what? It's not Salim. It is interrupted from the singular. So what is it good to call it? It's best to call it مَا جُمِعَ بِأَلِفٍ وَتَاءٍ مَزِيدَتَيْنِ That's the best. مَا جُمِعَ بِأَلِفٍ وَتَاءٍ مَزِيدَتَيْنِ It's anything that Alif and Ta was added at the ending on it. Are we all together? That's the best. Okay, what else are we, would we have? 
We did jump around the Tzalim, right? We did jump around the Tzalim, correct? Now we need to do jam'u. No, let's do fi'l al-mubari' al-ladhi lam yatasil bi akhirihi shay. What does that mean? What is fi'l al-mubari' al-ladhi lam yatasil bi akhirihi shay? What does it mean when the author mentioned it here? It is a fi'l mubari' Three things did not connect to it. It's a fi'l mubari' that's not got three things connected to the ending. Alif al-ithnayni wa'ul jama'a wa ya'il mu'annathat al-mukhatabah. These three didn't connect to it. For example, yadribu. Just brothers, how do you guys know a fi'l mubari'? Just put your hand up and I will, I will, I will see if I want to hear your answer. Ha, ha, fadal. So, good. He said that he recognizes a present verb by the first letters that go before it. What are they? Alif. Ta. Ya. You want to call a friend? <laughs> Noon. So how many letters do we have? The order wasn't good like him. But the answer is right. The order should have been in what way? Alif, Noon, Ya, and? There's a wisdom why. You know why? The Alif has how many meanings in it? One. One usage. When it became Noon, it became two. You multiply it. That's the qa'id according to the Nuhat. Are you with me, brothers? The, al- the alif shows one mean, one usage. The nun shows how many? T- times it by two? Two. And then four, eight, and? It's those four. Sah, eight. Those are the four. Every single one, inshallah, when we come to Mutamimatul Ajrumiyah, we mention each one is those numbers of usage in each one. Are you with me, brothers? وَكُلُّ حَرْفٍ يَدُلُّ عَلَىٰ ضِعْفٍ مَا قَبْلَهُ So that's why it's important to call, say أَنَيْتُ instead of نَأْتِ Some say نَأْتِ No, no, it's not good. أَنَيْتُ is the best. Alif, Noon, Ya, and Ta. Okay, let's go back to what he was saying. I asked him a question. I said, how do you recognize a present verb? He said, I recognize it because I look at the, the letters that go before it. What letters were they? He mentioned four. That's correct. To identify a fi'l mubari' A fi'l mubari' is any verb That has either alif, noon, ya or ta in front of it Does that make sense? For example, ba, ra, ba Is that a past, present or future? Uh, amar? Past If I now want to take baraba And I want to make it a present verb I have four choices, four letters I can put in there Depending on what usage I'm trying to use it for I have alif Noon, ya, and ta that I can put before it. I can say adribu, nadribu, yadribu, and tadribu. Does that make sense? If any of those four go before it, what is it called? Fi'il? Fi'il mubari. Good. This fi'il mubari, now we know what a fi'il mubari means, right? Sah? We all know what a fi'il mubari is right now, sah? It's a present verb. And it has what is before it is called zawaidul arba'a. Zawaidu? This fi'il mudari' Which started with either alif, noon, ya, or ta Cannot have at the ending of it Alif Or a waw Or a ya Alif ulithnayi So look at it Yad ribu That's correct 
This is the one we're talking about. But if somebody says, Yad Ribani, he bought Al Alif after the Ba. It was Yad Ribu. What was the last letter? Ba. Yad Ribu. What did he do? Yad Ribani, he said. What did he bring after it? Forget the Noon. The Noon can drop sometimes. The Alif is what we look at after the Ba. What came after the Ba? It's a problem. Alif can't come. Yadribuna. What came after it? Wow. This is called Wow Jama'ah. We don't want it. Ya al Mu'annafatul Mukhataba, which is what? Tadribina. Tadribina. What came after the Ba'? Yeah. So basically, Fi'il al Mubari' al Ladi Limiyatasil bi Akhiri Shay is the Fi'il al Mubari' that doesn't allow at the ending of it what? Either Alif al Uthrain, the Alif of Dool. And the wow of plurality and the ya of feminine. Does that make sense? If it accepts any of these three now, it accepts what? Alifuli Thrain. And it does accept Ya al Mu'anathatul Mukhataba or Wawul Jama'ah. It's called Amthilatul Khamsa that I told you to write. Amthilatul Khamsa is the one that has at the ending what? As Alifuli Thrain. It has wawul jama'ah, it has ya al muanath al mukhatabah. Sahih, brothers. Yeah? Making sense? No? Yes. Where were we? We did the fit in Mubariq, right? Now we're going to go into Jamr Dakhir Salim. Jamr Dakhir Salim is what, brothers? What is Jamr Dakhir Salim? It's masculine plural, right? Jamr Dhakr is salim. It has three wording. Is jama? Yes. Mudakkar, masculine, yes. Is it salim like it? Yes. This one is salim. Muslim, muslimuna. Muslim, muslimuna. Anything change? Haraka change? Are you in brothers? Nothing. We all together, brothers. So the jam mudakkar salim is safe. It's three things. It's plural, masculine, and it's safe. Safe from what? The singular, when it became a plural, it didn't get interrupted. The shakal didn't get changed. Ziyada never happened. Naqs never happened. Okay, we finished that one. Now we're gonna, we have Asma'ul Khamsa. What do we have? Asma'ul Khamsa. What is Asma'ul Khamsa? Asma'ul Khamsa are five words. Abu ka, Ahu ka, Hamu ka, Fu ka, and Du ilmin. Pay attention to this, brothers. These five, when you come to Mutamimatu uh, Ajrumiya, he's going to remain, he's going to bring a sixth one, which, uh, which is Hanuka. Hanukkah is also the sixth one. Are you with me? It's the, these books they finish each other. Mutamimat al-Ajrumiya, the whole job from Mutamimat al-Ajrumiya is what? Mutamimah, it finishes it off. Whatever is missing from Ajrumiya, it says you're wrong. Correct this. Are you with me, brothers? Mm-hmm. But all you now need to know is how many? There are five. 
Are we all together brothers? There are conditions for these five. There are conditions for it to be Asma'ul Khamsa. These five sisters or five brothers. For them to be together, there is a condition they need to meet. There is two conditions. General condition and specific condition. The general condition is for all five of them, all of them at the same time. Are we all together? Shurut which are amma and shurut which are khasa. The shurut which is amma is all of them have to be mufrad. They all have to be mufrad. What do they have to be? They have to be mufrad, single. Akhuka, your brother, one brother. It can't be many brothers. Okay? Like for example, I can't say Ja'abawa Kuma, both your fathers came. It became no. It's not it's no longer called Asma'ul Khamsa. This is not considered to be Asma'ul Khamsa. It can't be. Okay? The second one is Mukabbara. Mukabbara means what? It can't be Tasghir. Musagara. Do you know what a musagar means? In the Arabic language there's something called Tasghir. You can take a word and make it baby. You know, Sheikh Al-Bani when he was asked and they said to him, you know, Allah, and they praised him and everything and he said to them, I'm not even a student of knowledge. I am a what? He said, I'm a tuwaylibu ilm. Tuwaylib is a what? Tasghir. It's a baby student of knowledge. He said, I am. Talib is a big student of knowledge. Just a tuwaylib. Arabic has that, which is that they can make a word small. Okay? So, it can't be that you say, Marartu bi'ubayka. Marartu bi'ubayka. I can't. Ubayka means your baby father. <laughs> you need to see of a person's father. You can't. The word has to be what? Maratu bi abika. Maratu bi abika. Abika is what? Mukabbar. It's not baby. Okay? Number three is that he has to be mubaf. You keep hearing me keep saying Abu. And then what do I say after that? Ka. Abu. Ka. Meaning, this father has to be attributed to somebody. This brother has to be attributed to somebody. These five, they need to be attributed. You cannot, you can't say, as Allah said in the ayah, وَبَنَاتُ الْأَخِي وَبَنَاتُ وَبَنَاتُ الْأَخِي Is this Asma'u Al-Khamsa? No, it's not Asma'u Al-Khamsa. إِنَّ لَهُ أَبًا إِنَّ لَهُ أَبًا شَيْخًا كَبِيرًا This is not Asma'u Al-Khamsa because it's not attributed to anyone. It has to be attributed. It can't be a father, but it has to be your father. Naam. Are we all together? The last one is المتكلم. The fourth condition for all of them is the ascription that we said has to be there. It can't be a ya. So you can't say Akhi or Abi. It, it can be any ascription other than yourself. Other than attributing it to you, to yourself. Naam. So you can't attribute it to yourself. You can't say Akhi or Abi or whatever, anything like that. Those are conditions which are what? For all of the five. And there is conditions which are specific for the word Dhu and a condition specific to what? Fu. Fuka and Dhuka. Uh, Sorry, the word Dhu and Fuka both have specific. They, they, they share the full with all of them. They have their own ones. Let's go for Dhu. Dhu has two conditions. The first condition that the word Dhu has is 
and takuna bimana sahib. The meaning that has to be in there has to be sahib. Possessor. Possessor has to be the meaning that's taken from the word from the word dhu. For example, the Arabs sometimes say Ja'a dhu qama. Ja'a dhu qama. Alladhi qama. Here it means alladhi. It doesn't mean sahib. It took the position of it. Asma' mawsula. Get rid of it. The second condition is it has the idafa cannot be a harf. It can't be a harf. It has to be ismu jinsin zahir. That's why the rest, what do you say? Abuka, akhuka, hamuka, fuka. And then when you come to do, what do you say? Can you say duka? You can't. You have to say do something. It has to be ismu jinsin zahir. That's why you say do ilmin, do jahin. Do sharafin, do malin. You can say all of that. It has to be ismu jinsin, zahir. That's specific to do. Do has those two conditions. The last one is fuka. Fuka has how many conditions? One. And takhlu min al mimi. It can't have mim inside it. Because what does the word fu mean? It means your mouth. And what does the word fam mean? Your mouth. It can't be fam. It has to be fu. It can't have a mim inside the word. You can't have the letter mean pop inside the word. I'm under time. Just let me finish this, inshallah. I'll, I'll mention all the points again. Um, Muthanna, we're going to go to now. We're going to now go into Muthanna. So, Muthanna is what? Muthanna is dual. Dual means what? Two. Are you with me, brothers? We're, being, Allah, we're not going to go too much details. I've tried not to go into details. Okay, we haven't gone into any details. Sahih? Because in the Arabic language, there are words that are dual, la mufrada lahu. It has no singular. Is this called a muthanna? It's just, it's found like this. It's just two, all the, the, there's no singular for it. Is this a muthanna? No, it's not. It's called mulhaqul muthanna. We're not going to go into that right now. Okay? The muthanna that we're talking about is. Zayd, Zayd, Zaydani. Are you with me, brothers? Are you with me, brothers? It has to be two Zayds that came together that are called Zaydani. Another discussion is what about if you, you have a brother called Zaydan? Is he a Mutanna? You see, this is a long discussion. Allah, each one can be spoken about in, for, for weeks. And the conditions for it and what gets into it and what comes. We're not doing that, brothers. We're trying to stick to. The basics, inshallah ta'ala. So we've done what Muthanna? We took Muthanna. Anything left? Is there, from the eight, what, what did I not mention? Af'alul Khamsa I didn't mention. Oh, I did. Af'alul Khamsa I mentioned as well. Which is the same as Amthilatul Khamsa, Af'alul Khamsa. I did mention it. When I was mentioning the fi'l mudari'i al-ladhi lam tasil bi'akhiri shay. I said the opposite between the two is what? This one has alifu al-ithnayn wa wul jama'a ya al-mu'anathat al-mukhatabah. This one doesn't have it and this one has it. What's the difference? This one's Yadribu and this one's Yadribani. Yadribuna, Tadribina. Are you with me, brothers? So is Yaf'alani, Taf'alani? The reason why it's called five is because you, from the Alif al-Ithnayn you can make five out of it. So you can say Yaf'alani, Taf'alani, two. Yaf'aluna and Taf'aluna, four. Taf'alina, five. That's it. You can do it with any verb you give me. 
تضربان يضربانيا تضربون يضربون أن تضربين any verb that you give me I can make those five out of it what are those five ألف الاثنين وأول جماعة أن يعلموا أن تثبت المخاطبة is there anything that I haven't mentioned I mentioned all the eight right Why don't I have my notes I gave you? It wasn't sent back to me. When I get it back, I'll give you these two. Yeah. These are the conditions of the Asma al Khamsa. And these are the six for the Jabr al Taksir. The conditions for fuq is antakhlu min al-mimi. There's no mimi inside there. It can't be the word fam. Any other question? Ayah. Huh? Because it's ziyada. Alif and noon at the ending. The shakal is still the same, yeah. The last haraka they're not going to look at it because in the waqfila you call shayan. When you stop, there's no alama. Sin, when you stop there, there's nothing. I just said sin wun for no reason. I shouldn't have said it because you don't do tanween with no context. I got carried away. So you just say sin. Basically, naam. But just the only difference is this is jama lakin. No, it's, uh, did he say muthanna or jama al salim? It's more, it's more close to muthanna because muthanna finishes with alif and nun. Zaid, zaidani, sinu, sinwanu. Any other questions? Fu. Ha. What's the Arab and the Bina? Yeah, I didn't do that, didn't I? Information overload. Okay, let me explain it in simple terms. Arab means the changing that happens at the ending of the word due to context that it's in let me give you an example ja'a zaydun zayd came look at the word zayd and ponder here ja'a zaydun what's on the zayd now dhamma right it's got dhamma there right ra'aytu zaydan what's on there now fatha Marartu bizaydin. What's on there now? Why did it change? Oh, it's one person. Zayd, 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 and it changed. This is where the Arab comes into place. It is the changing that you look at for this word changing from one context to the other context. Are you with me, brothers? 
Does that make sense? Lakin bina means it doesn't change. Nothing affects it. Context doesn't affect it and it never did change. Are you with me, brothers? And the reason why it's called bina is because it's like a building. When a building has bricks on top of it, it makes the building strong, right? The bina is strong in its position. It doesn't change. Arab, what does it do? It changes. Does that make sense? Pay attention. The way that the Arab shows is in two ways. The changing that happens in Arab it shows in how many ways? The author mentioned it for you. He said, Al-Arab huwa tagheer al-awakhir al-kalim li-ikhtilaf al-awamil al-dakhilati alayha lafdan aw taqdeera. Lafdan aw taqdeera means what? The way that, that changing happens is in two ways. The first one is lafdan ay malfudan. It's pronounced. Like I did for Zayd. Zayd is pronounced. Ja'a Zaydun. Marartu bi Zaydin. Ra'aytu Zaydan. All times it sounds different. Sah? It does, right? Does it not sound... Does it not... Does it not sound different? It does. But what about if I said... Ja'a Musa. Ra'aytu Musa. Marartu bi Musa. Hey, what happened? It did change. Oh, it did change. But what, what is it changing? It's muqaddar. Second type of changing. What is it? It's muqaddar. If it's an alif, the nuhat believe if it's alif, min it will never show. Jami'ul harakat can never show. Are you with me, brothers? If it's alif. If if because the huruf are how many letters? They are how many types that go into the isim? How many types? First one is ya. We just saw it. Musa. The second one is what? Ya. Are you with me, brothers? Like al qadi, the judge. Ja al qadi, raaitu al qadi, mararatu bil qadi. Are you with me, brothers? This one it doesn't show. From the angle of what? Al-Siqal. Are you with me, brothers? The third type is... The third type is... No, sorry. Uh, alif... Uh, uh? This is Haraka Munasab. Ghulami, for example, sorry. Ghulami is like... Haraka Munasab. For example, you say... Because Ya is about to come... The meme has to take the alama of the what? The ya. Min bab al-munasaba. Min bab al-mujawara. Are we all together, brothers? We'll take that more, inshallah ta'ala, uh, tomorrow, inshallah ta'ala. I just don't want you guys to be heartbroken. It's too late, huh? Is it too late? No, brothers, this is... You guys are... You're not heartbroken, right? Some of you are looking at me like, yeah, I'm really heartbroken. It's the first time, Allah, and don't, don't beat yourself for not understanding it the first time. Are you with me, brothers? And what happens to me sometimes is information overload. I don't know what to keep and what to say. Fahim, I always mention too much that I shouldn't mention sometimes. So even me, I'm learning what works, what doesn't. What doesn't work? 
the asal, this is where you can tell the difference between a true scholar and a pseudo scholar. Sah, <laughs> Sheikh Ibn Uthaymin, when he taught this science, wallah, it's like you're drinking water. Like, just so, have, have you guys listened to his Ajrumiya Sharah? Wallah, it's like you're walking in the park. So easy. He takes the word. <laughs> Are you with me, brothers? That's a true scholar who, 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 who's a scholar. In simple terms, he's a what? But this science is a very important science. Wallah, it's very important. I never used to like it. When I first, uh, I used to like hadith. Just like, hadith? Hadith Rasulullah. And I realized I was doing mistakes and I was getting caught out. And this is mushkila, this is that, this is this. And it was embarrassing. Especially when I came across the statement of Al-Asma'i. Al-Asma'i, he said, anyone who reads the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ wrong, plays the haraka wrong, kasra and fatah, gets it wrong. He falls under the hadith, man kadaba aliyya muta'amidan falyatabawwa maqadahu min al-nar. The one who lies about me deliberately, he should prepare his place in the hellfire. Why? Because when you say, the, when you read like that, you're saying that the Prophet was not good in his grammar. You're lying about him. Are we all together? When I saw that statement <coughs> Okay, okay, I get the point now So, and grammar is Ibn Rajab, he has a kitab Fadlu ilm salafi ala ilm al-khalaf He mentions that grammar is like milh It's like salt Is salt too much good for the food? And what about without no salt? Is it good? So some people when they study grammar They go too much into it, they become what? It's not good it's like too much salt. Are you with me, brothers? And some people, they don't, they don't even know if noon fell on their head, they're like, what happened? Sahih? <laughs> so it's balance of the two. Just take what's needed from grammar and what can structure your sentences and your what? And that you can understand what the messenger and Allah is. Are you with me, brothers? Some countries in the world, like my country, where I'm from, Somalia originally, the students who study this, the, the, the Somali, they're very good in Nahu and Fiqh Shafi'i. And when I went there, they will sit in the Khutbatul Jum'ah. This, this is their personality. And if you do lahan, one mistake, kasra fatha mistake, that's it. They don't consider you to be anything. They will put you down. You can know everything in the world. You did a grammatical mistake. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raja'un. Are you with me? They will look at every haraka. Oh, too much. Are you with me, brothers? So, and there are places in the world like that. Where all of it is based upon your grammar. You do one mistake. Oh, are you studying? Are you with me? So, it takes away. And it's sad because a lot of people today who say our aqidah is sahih, our you know, manhaj is right. This science, they, what, what did they do to it? They boycotted it. They left it, right? You left them the way that the Prophet spoke and his companions. So, inshallah ta'ala, tomorrow we're going to try to finish the book with Idhani Lahil Kareem. Inshallah ta'ala. Subhanakallah, Rabbi Hamdik, Ashadu Allah, Ilaha illallah, Astaghfiruka, Tubilah.